Brooklyn, 2014. Amid the rats and the whores of a burnt-down old museum town in its old age, the Mouse Rants podcast was a star in its own right. A beacon for the Walt Disney World-obsessed elite. The time is now on an evening very much like the one we have just witnessed. Tonight's episode of Mouse Rants is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Mouse Rants contains strong language and adult situations often assumed as inappropriate and offensive and is no way encouraged for the whiny crybabies who feel that being a tattletale and complaining to management is the only way to get what they want. Even Rod Serling was an avid proponent of anti-censorship and think all of you pussies are pathetic. If you believe to be one of these big mouth stool pigeons or if you are under 18, please take the service elevator to the exit now. We invite those who are left, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this elevator travels directly to... Mouse Rants. Welcome to Mouse Rants, episode 30 fucking 5. Hello everybody, I'm Jerry Skids. With me as always is my co-host, Simone DeMilo. How are you doing today, Simone? I'm doing peachy. How are you? Oh, this is the second time you've used peachy. Yeah. You're getting a little repetitive again. Uh, yeah, I know. I was trying to not say my my tagline. like my. That's uh, I, sups, I, sups. I enjoy it. That feels natural for me, okay? Sorry. <laughs> Just because you're a woman of color doesn't mean you have to act it. Hey. You don't act it off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding around with you. Um, again, with us we have Mr. Chris Linden, who is our special guest of the day. We love Chris. We're happy he's here. You're actually on for the second week in a row, technically, because of the musical. You were in that as well. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for noticing me. <laughs> I had the intro first. I mean, what we gonna... yeah, okay. So from now on, I'm putting the special guest in uh, before I introduce oh, no, you, Simone. I, that's, not what I, that's not where I was going. I just wanted to, I wanted to do something funny. That's all. <laughs> no, no, no. I know what it is. You're more important than Simone, and I agree with that. Yeah, from now on, if Chris is on, no, no. If Chris is on, he gets introduced before Simone. The I'm, end. Yeah, fair enough. No, Simone. Ladies first. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's not that important. <laughs> How did you enjoy uh, working on the musical, Chris? It was fun. And I loved yeah. listening to the whole thing put together. I it was, was really a fucking crazy. brutal mess. <laughs> oh, no, it came out really awesome. It was so much Thank fun. you. I can't believe yeah. some of the things. I didn't remember how some of the things I said. <laughs> like, Whoa, did I say yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your exchange with the uh, Facebooks 
yeah. with the uh, with with her pussy voice yes. was pretty funny. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite moments because it was I I mean that's actually a reference for those out there who have been listening to one of uh, the episodes I did solo. I, I I was reading something where it was talking about how the words pussy was offensive, the man up was offensive, bitch. So I just literally threw it in one thing: man up, you pussy bitch. And I think it worked. So. <laughs> offensive my ass stop it we can say whatever we want um <laughs> so that's cool yeah it was it was a lot of fun in fact um gary hall just uh tweeted me today and he listened to the musical so oh, cool. from kingdom cast yeah so fucking we're moving up baby Woo-hoo! moving up he asked me if Teresa was hot and uh asked if she had uh, she was a blonde with little perky tits i was like well, that's nice I'm like that's my wife. <laughs> uh, she's Asian, yeah. but uh... she is Asian. <laughs> anyway, um, so yay to that. What what else has been going on with you? I mean, has anything pa- uh, happened since episode twenty nine? Uh well, I've of course been working on my website, adding more music and whatnot, and uh, I'm doing a, like a special month long tribute to you know how I do my song of the day. Yes, doing a special month-long tribute to Disneyland, so all the song of the day entries are related to Disneyland for the rest of the month. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, it's fun, and I've been tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. In fact, I found out yesterday <laughs> I exhausted my Twitter allowance for the day, and they told me I, I can't tweet anymore. What? <laughs> There's like I didn't, a limit? I didn't know that there was a limit. But I've I was, never heard that I was tweeting all these pictures that I had of Disneyland in 1955 to like celebrate the 60th. Right. And, um, I had so many of them. I have hundreds of them, and I was just you know going crazy tweeting all these pictures one after the other. And it said, "You can't tweet anymore. Oh you reached your <laughs> limit for the day." I was like, "What?" <laughs> so if you like pictures of Disney, um, be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at DisneyChris73. I tweet a lot of vintage Disney, mostly Disneyland, but also occasionally Disney World and just random Disney movies, pictures and things. I just kind of find things online that look interesting and then I retweet them. Yeah, I, I love all, all your photos that you post up, and it's a lot, so it's great, because uh, when I'm at work, I have something to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad your website exists, because even though I can't listen to any of that music at work, um, I, I can listen to it at home, and it's a nice way to relax at the end of the day. Oh, thanks. Yay. Yay. So, um, before we get into uh, our second part of uh, the, what is it, destruction? No, deterioration of uh, MGM Studios, which it is actually the real deterioration portion is coming oh, up today. Oh, I know. So much has happened since <laughs> last we met. Oh. Oh, yes, so much has happened. Uh, I just wanted to get really quickly into um, this whole rotoscopers deal. Um, uh, Somebody on Twitter had posted, uh, I guess as a joke, how funny it would be if the rotoscopers and Mouse Rants did a show together. So, or something along the lines of they'd pay a lot of money. Now, I said, if you could get them on the show... I'll pay you a lot of money because there's no <laughs> fucking way they're going to be on the fucking show. No. So, um, so he writes to them, and apparently, um, I'm assuming, uh, well, not that I'm assuming, it's written in here, Morgan wrote back, um, and she's the one I like, actually, out of the three of them. It was more, it was kind of upsetting to hear it, kind of, but here's what she wrote. She wrote, um, yeah, I, uh, in parentheses, Morgan, only listened to his first one. That's the first Rotoscopers episode that I did by myself, I guess. Um, and it was so hurtful. 
didn't listen to the second because I'd rather surround myself with positivity and things that build me up mm. instead of tear me down. It's great because she does surround herself with positive things, you know, like Mason, who's a hateful prick. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that is what makes our two shows ideologically different. We try to focus on the positive and, and Mouse Rants focuses on the negative. And nothing wrong with either side, but I definitely see how our two shows are like polar opposites. Ha ha. And that was the response. So it starts off with it was hurtful and then turns into like, oh, I, I accept his show existing. I'm not fucking sorry at all about any of this. But the reason being, I have these fucking people broadcasting constantly, what, like every other week, about fucking hateful shit. I mean, you get fucking, what, what do they say? What do they, what do they call uh, gay people? Simone? Devi- uh, what they, the deviants? Sexual deviants? Sexual deviants. Sexual deviants. Sexual deviants. And fucking, it was, I mean, that fucking sickens me, you know? So, of course, I'm going to get a little angry. Oh, it was hurtful. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't fucking be on a show with somebody who's going to be hurtful towards, like, a fucking huge percentage of America. How about that? Or the world, really. The world, yeah. You are broadcasting to the world, not just, you know, nationwide, so. And also, uh, when um, they legalized gay marriage in all the states in the U.S., they did not say anything, not a peep on their, no, on their, uh, or- I don't understand her saying that she only wants to surround herself with positive and that and that you're a negative person. I think that what she wants to surround herself with is denial and just with people who agree with everything that she agrees with. And what you do is you're a realist and you look at all sides of the equation and you can see the good in disney and you can see the bad in disney and you know sugarcoat things and you're a rounded out human being and you're not living in a fairy world where you (laughs) attend everything is honky dory i think that the problem is that she's she's just denying you know, she just wants to block everything out that she's doesn't agree with. You know, she right. probably doesn't watch the news either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. a, that's not a healthy behavior. You know, I'm not going to cry over them not coming on the show. But I think if they did, uh, like I was just on uh, Behind the Magic. I, I did a radio wars on them. Not uh, out of hate. It was a bad episode. I made fun of the episode. But then what happened? They fucking called me. They said, hey, come on the fucking show. I did. We're friends now. And that's how it works. That's like the way that normal people react. Or they start a real radio war. (laughs) But whatever. The the difference between your situation with them and your situation with rotoscopers is rotoscopers took it to another level. I mean, they, they got all political and hurtful and hateful in their their remarks i mean that wasn't even really a radio war that was more like a these people are awful and i'm calling them out on it you know what i mean it was a whole different ball game than just a playful you know back and forth fun we're all disney fans kind of a fun thing this it became personal with them because of some of the comments they made and some of the I mean, it wasn't out and out, but they were definitely expressing some sort of a political outlook on things. And 
I mean, it would have been really awkward if she did a podcast together. I don't think I would have been able to handle uh, it. Yes, uh. you you do know what what would have happened. I would have been nice for the first hour, and then and then I would have gotten once we were done with whatever our thing was, I would have started asking the questions. And I I was telling Simone, how long do you think it would take before they hung up? Because I would be brutally honest with them and just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it until they either hung up or they actually answered, which would be interesting. But, you know, yeah. didn't yeah, happen. They, so. they won't do it. They won't do it. I <laughs> no. mean, just like the fact like the guy was just what's his name? Mason or whatever. Like, he's like, oh, you know, did, did you ever notice that? Like, if uh, uh, the, the villains are always Femi and it's like, are you the, just Femi, be- yeah. because of the fact that they even said like the word Femi? Like, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah, oh, wrong with being Femi if you are Femi. I mean, like, if, that's if you're who Femi, you like, are. but they're saying that that's a negative thing. Yeah, like, no, oh, that's right. a villain. Yeah, right. they're like, being oh. a man, a man being effeminate is a negative thing, is what they're saying. And it's <sighs> a, the, it's a, what was the word you just said? Sexual deviant. Sexual it's a deviant thing. It's a <sighs> deranged quality. It's, I mean, there are effeminate men out there and that's who they are as a person and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're an evil person which no. is what they're saying so oh. <laughs> right i mean they were i remember they were saying that the uh what's it called ursula is how it started because they were talking about her being uh, based on divine of course they didn't know it was divine they just said a famous drag queen yeah. because they and they, they fucking don't know shit talking about uh, yeah but um you what know maybe the other, of- what was the other they didn't know how to pronounce some. Um... Oh God, Cheech Marine <laughs> and Peter Peter Lore. Peter Lore. That was Peter Lore. Cheech Marine. Was there another one? There was a bunch. I, I don't know. They don't. They you know they oh. don't go back in time. They don't have any point of reference for anything historical. They... There's one where they couldn't pronounce John Leguizamo. I didn't put it on the thing. Oh they, yeah. They, John Leguizamo. Oh. Fucking Leguizamo, okay? John Leguizamo is like one of the most famous comedians of all time. He's famous now. It's not like he's like an old school person and they just don't know who he is. <sighs> Leguizamo. <laughs> Leguizamo, Lore, and Marine. These <sighs> fucking... <laughs> so, yeah. They're not culturally, you know... No. They just don't go beyond their own little world is the problem. And it's not like they're that young. <laughs> like They're like <laughs> it's 30. Like, so yeah. like you should know when you're 30, like they're 29 or whatever. I mean, you well, should know. Yeah. And if you don't know, don't do a podcast that covers historical information. Definitely not. Seriously. Like, don't put yourself out there if you're not an expert. <laughs> don't claim it's... to be an expert if you're not an expert, you know. Exactly. I can understand getting a thing wrong here, you know, or two things wrong, but it's yeah. everything they say. It's, and they're reading from fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. That's another yeah. thing. That's plagiarizing. <laughs> yeah. Not, well, you know, if you can't come up with your own thoughts and words, then don't do podcasts. <laughs> Before we finish this discussion, I just want to read. I got um, this guy, Jeff Miller. He uh, sent me an email, and it's about the rotoscopers, so I just want to throw that in. Mm. Uh, So he writes, The rotoscopers discussion made my stomach hurt. Mm. I don't know where their misguided analysis of Nightmare Before Christmas comes from, but my kids used to watch it about 10 years ago. Oh, that burned me up, too. I forgot about (laughs) that. (laughs) That was like the big part. What did they compare it to? They said 
Rockadoodle was better than oh, <laughs> yes. That's actually, the Nightmare Before Christmas. They say that Rockadoodle oh. was uh, the same or better depending on who. Oh. <laughs> Um, but he, so he oh writes, my, my kids God. used to watch it 10 years ago. I had never watched because I just, it just looked like crap to me, yeah. but I was walking through the room as Jack Skellington saw the trees in the forest with each one marked for a different holiday. I don't know why there's a question mark there. And he goes into the one that shows Christmas and that beautiful cotton fluff Christmas lighted town appears and he sings, what's this? If that doesn't grab you by the throat with happiness and beauty, I don't know what does. This is one of our degenerates. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, it is, and then he writes in bold capital letters. It has nothing to do whether you do or don't like Hot Topic or who would want the world <laughs> exactly. or how you want the world to perceive you. <laughs> The Rotoscopers' criticism was just wrong, and it made me wonder what movie they had watched. And worst of all, again, bold and capital, their podcast isn't even remotely interesting. No. <laughs> it's a bunch of uneducated, self-impressed morons talking to each other with no one there to tell them they don't know crap. Mm -hmm. And then he had written a second email. And anyone email which... who does, they say, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to surround myself around any negativity. <sighs> if you don't agree with me, I'm not listening to you. Yeah, my way or the highway, you little bitch. <laughs> um, and then he writes, and the rotoscoper guy thinks that John Stewart is, quote unquote, an awful human being. What? Mm. Huh? Did I hear that wrong? Keep John Stewart. Of all these things that pissed oh. me off. I forgot about. Ah! Oh my Good. It's God. getting you in the mood to talk about what's gonna what's happening at MGM. Oh. Um, <laughs> he writes, the last time I checked, John Stewart stood up for individual human beings above the interests of organizations. Does that guy think before he speaks, or I guess he just belches out any nonsense that pops into his tiny head? And then he said, I love the awful music clip you played from Rockadoodle, <laughs> from. <laughs> That the rotoscope girl rated so highly. I've never seen the movie and will be happy not to see it after oh, hearing God, that yeah. clip. I had put it like, Tweedly D, Tweedly D, oh. no batteries for me. <laughs> oh. You know, wow. if, even if you don't care for Jon Stewart's political opinions, fine. But why are you talking about it on a Disney podcast? And what does yeah, that have to do it. with the anim its animation history? What is your opinion? On John Stewart have to do with anything that with Disney. Just keep that to yourself. It does. It has no relevance to what the topic is. If you want to do a political show, a political podcast, and express your political views, that's fine. I mean, it's a free country, free speech, and I'm sure there's people that agree with you and want to share your outlook on politics. But don't hide it under the guise of a Disney animation podcast that children are listening to, and because it's not, you know, it's not rated R like your show. So I'm sure there's children listening, and yeah. you know, just keep that to yourself. It's not relevant, and then start another podcast and call it my stupid political views podcast, <laughs> and do that, you know. It's just yes, not, exactly. it has nothing to do with it. That's what annoys me. If somebody wants to believe that about Jon Stewart, I mean, I don't agree, but you, you're entitled to that opinion, and I'm not going to hate a person for not having the same views that I do. It's just the fact that they do it on a Disney podcast that really makes me <laughs> mad. It has no well, place there. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. No. Can I, can, I, can I just tell you something? One thing, Chris? Just one thing. What? It's very important. 
Twiddly D, Twiddly D. They're running out. They're running out. They're running out of batteries. No batteries. Oh yeah, that's, I just I just wanted to say that that was like you know absolutely oh. better than any music. The next Danny time Elfman. someone complains about it's oh. a small world being a terrible <laughs> song, I'm gonna point them to Rock a Doodle. <laughs> My favorite is ha 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 ha. What, what I can't stand is the rooster is Elvis and he makes Elvis yeah. noises when he does his cockadoodle do. He sounds like Elvis. I mean that just puts chills. Down my like scratches on a chalkboard. He goes like, ooh, ee, ooh, 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 or whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the worst animated movie of all time. I know, and it's, I like Don Bluth, but that was it was garbage, absolute garbage. He kind of went downhill towards the later years. That was his, yeah. yeah, his earlier cartoons were a hundred times better than yeah, you know. Oh, Don Bluth. <sighs> The scopers right. are a good warm up to like get ready to rant. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they just get Absolutely. you like heated. Oh, yeah, they do. Fired up. <laughs> oh shit, maybe I should close down my fucking Facebook. You're hearing doo yeah. doo doo doo. Oh yeah, I should probably do the same. My email, like, because I have I have AOL email because I'm like from I still live in 1998 apparently. So like <laughs> I have AOL. like you'll say I still use AOL. <laughs> Oh I don't. Just the email, though. I don't care. Because, like, whenever I get new email, it's like, you've got mail. And then people, like, laugh at me at work. They're like, seriously? <laughs> I'm like, don't judge. Don't hate. <laughs> I love my OL. I, I, I don't care. You obviously have no need for logic whatsoever. Thanks. Just saying. Thanks. When, no you, when you sign out, does it go, goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it says, like, uh, the AOL mail, does it, does it do goodbye? I don't know. I should do it. Uh... He obviously does not want to hear anything else about AOL. Does it go, Welcome. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. No more AOL. Stop talking about my love. I'm not telling you to shut up. I'm telling you that's what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Like a car wreck? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Let's get into this fucking MGM shit, shall we? Indeed. All right. Well, we're st we're still. I think when we left off, we left off about 1999 or something. Um, I don't remember if we talked about Fantasmic. So uh, if we didn't, let's just throw it in. <laughs> That's that. I think uh, so. Fantasmic came out in WDW in '98, <laughs> and um, I enjoy it. I think that the Pocahontas scene is really odd. It always has seemed odd to me. It comes out of nowhere. Uh, but besides that, it's one of my favorite things uh, in the parks. But then again, all the nighttime shows I like. So, Well, I first saw Fantasmic at Disneyland when it mm -hmm. was first brand new in 1992. Um, and the Pocahontas scene at uh, the studio um, is what they kind of sandwiched in because they don't have a sailing ship Columbia at the studio. Mm -hmm. At Disneyland, they decorate the um, sailing ship Columbia as a pirate ship for that segment. And they have um, Peter Pan and Captain Hook and pirates swinging on the, 
on the um, masts and on ropes, and they have cannons blasting, and they have a whole pirate ship scene there, which is like one of the most awesome parts of the whole thing. So it kind of sucks that they don't have that at, at the MGM version. And the other thing that kind of is kind of like a letdown is how they have the steamboat at the end looks more like the steamboat Willie steamboat. But uh, the one at Disneyland, they do it aboard the Mark Twain, which is a much more beautiful boat. Um, so it, it, that scene at the end is on the Mark Twain steamboat. Um, the other thing that's a little bit more you know exciting about the Disneyland one is because it's on the rivers of America and it's it's not stadium seating it's just kind of all around the river you just kind of find a seat you know early in the day <laughs> you put a blanket out and and um it's just a whole different experience it's not like a stadium seating type show it's it's more like a you're in the park this is like a park in park experience um and yeah so the if you've never seen the one at disneyland then the one at, at walt disney world is impressive but if you've seen the disneyland one first there's no comparison i mean it's just like it's it's a hundred times better at disneyland in my opinion so yeah. But and I, and I, I would slightly agree. Um, I, the only reason I don't know is because I've never seen it. I've only heard the audio. Um, yeah. And I don't want to watch the video on YouTube because I know there will be a time when, when I go to Disneyland. When you'll see it. it. And you'll like fall that. in love with it and you'll see what I mean and you'll totally agree with me. I'm sure That's I will. Yeah, prediction. I loved it. I, I loved yeah. it when I saw it. Like, But a friend of mine who um, actually, uh, like the first time I went to Disney, well, the only time I've ever been to Disneyland, um, I hung out with some friends from college and they live in SoCal and they they actually prefer the uh, the one in Florida. Like for really? whatever reason, I think because they're they're just used to seeing it. I honestly think it's just because because they're annual pass holders there, so they go like for everything. They're like, oh, you know, you got a good grade, all right. You're having a good day, yeah. Let's go to Disneyland for any reason. They'll go to Disneyland. You know, you found a good parking spot. Let's go to Disneyland. You know, so they're probably just so used to it that when they came to to um, Walt Disney World and they're like, wow, you know, this huge stadium and you know, this is amazing. So they like, I think because of that, that's why they liked the fantastic care more it is a lot more convenient to see it at at walt disney world because it's in a stadium it's easier you don't have to camp out all day to mm. get a good seat um but one thing that's really cool about the disneyland version is how they disguise all the lighting all the set pieces and everything are hidden so during the day it looks like Frontierland, and then there's just kind of a magical transformation um, at night that kind of all the lighting like comes out from under the water and and um, it's pretty amazing how it how they hide everything so that it doesn't ruin the theming of Frontierland during the day. It's pretty right. cool and magical, I guess you would say yeah. in a way. So, I mean, I, I definitely would always recommend Fantastic to anybody. Mm. Uh, whether they're in Disney World or Disneyland, mm, of course. it's just a great show. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, what else is there to do? Well, we'll get up to that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else to do. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, but let's talk about 1999. I call 1999 to 2005 the hat era. Now, um, 
1999, we had Rock and Roller Coaster release, right? I think that was probably the last, like, amazing thing mm-hmm. to be released in, in Disney World. I mean, in, uh, rather, in MGM Studios, right? You could even say in Disney World. When did Everest get done? Was that... No, Everest was two, 2000 and, 2006. Uh, oh. Yeah, that, that was way later, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Everest was great, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> But, um, I mean, look, Rock and Roller Coaster, first of all, it's got a little Ken Marino in it. Yeah. Like, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. You know who Ken Marino is, Chris? I don't. He was on an MTV show called The State, um, and now he's, he's been everywhere. He's on uh, Cartoon Network. He did a show, uh, Children's Hospital, uh, which was a comedy version of, you know, any of those hospital shows. Um, and he, he just does a lot of work. I'm, I'm sure you've seen him at some point and didn't know it was him. Uh, if you check out his IMDb so, later on. Yeah. was that? I would probably recognize him if I saw him, a picture. A- absolutely, yeah. you would. And he's in it. He, he plays the, uh, the guy who doesn't say anything. Yeah. The guy, he's, he's sitting there at the board and has no lines. Mm, okay, that's kind of random. <laughs> My only gripe, and you probably will disagree with me on this, or maybe you won't disagree with me, is that I don't like where it's located because I feel that it doesn't fit the theme of the area that it's in. It kind of cla- no, I, I agree. It clashes with the whole Sunset Boulevard mm. feeling for me. If I were to put something called Rock and Roller Coaster there, if it had to be there, I would have gone with the '50s as the music, like the '50s rock and roll. Because that would more fit the theme of the area. But if you wanted to do, you know, modern um, Aerosmith, I mean, I would put it next to Journey to Ima- into Imagination and Epcot. I mean, I think that would be a better place for it, if you ask me. Um, because it's. You think Imagination works with uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, though? Like in terms of the theming? I think music and imagination are kind of go hand in hand so if you wanted to right. do like an annex to the imagination pavilion and have it be like a music land pavilion and have that be a part of the music pavilion you know what i mean right because um mgm was supposed to originally go next to the journey into imagination pavilion that was the original concept for mgm was that it was going to be built between the land and journey into imagination and it was basically just going to be the great movie ride. And right. Eisner kind of expanded the idea and had it turn into a whole theme park. If they put the rock and roller coaster between the land and Journey into Imagination, I think that would be a better home for it because it's Epcot, Future World. You can have modern music. It doesn't clash with anything because we're in Future World. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so that's my opinion. I have no problem with the ride once you're in the ride. I think it's awesome. I love the theming. I love the whole idea of it being in a car and you're racing through the streets of Hollywood and, and it's just really cleverly done. Um, but I don't like where it's situated. That's my only problem. All right. It and it's a fair thing. It feels like it was just kind of sandwiched in because they didn't have any other place to put it. What, what do you think, Simone? Um, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I don't think it really fits anywhere. I'm like, <laughs> it really like... doesn't, but that would be the uh... best place I could think of to put it. I mean, hmm. out of everywhere. 
I mean, I would love a music pavilion. Oh my god, that'd like be an music pavilion, because it could be like you know, it could have like a rock and roll hall of fame type oh, feel to it. Yeah. It could, it could, it could lead into rock and roller coaster, which would be really nice. You'd walk through like this, like kind of rock and roll hall of fame. There'd be different things to do. There'd be like a food thing. They could even, since they love outsourcing everything, they could throw a hard rock cafe in there. You know, yeah, they could even I mean, have like homages to the old Disney. Silly symphonies, like you remember the cartoon Music Land and the Isle of yeah. the Isle of Jazz and the Land of Symphony. They could kind of mm-hmm. do some theming like that, where like the oh, and the, built, perfect the building looks like in. instruments. You know, like the whole it looks like a castle of trumpets and clarinets and everything. You could move the opera house over there from um, Philhar Magic. Yeah. Put Philhar Magic in that same pavilion and then throw something else into the Magic Kingdom, right? In, in that same spot. Yep. Right. Uh, I mean, that, yeah. that, that would all fit together in that pavilion. Yeah. Right. So you'll have like the more classical music, the opera stuff and, and all yeah, that in on one side. And like the yeah. rock and roll and, 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 and like the, I guess, country, but you're going to have to put country in because mm-hmm. a lot of people in this world, in Especially this country. Especially like, in like, Florida because it's down yeah. south. Yeah. So you could put that together though because, you know, there's crossovers. You have a lot of rock and, and country crossovers. Even like Johnny Cash, who has that rockabilly sound, yeah. but goes to the country section all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he fits there. So I feel like you could do that. Right. To have the one split of the more classical, and even the jazz could go on that side as well. Anything that's more instrumentation. Right. And then on the other side, you have that. You could even have like a whole Broadway area too. I mean, yeah. it would be nice, but you know. It's never going to happen. What, it's it's nice to no. dream about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it won't happen. This is <laughs> if we if it did, would it go, would it go in the MGM Studios? I mean, right now it's being re, we know it's being rebranded. I think if they uh, we'll get if, into that I later, think but. if instead of putting it in Epcot, they did a whole music area like a music land in MGM or Holly or whatever it's called, whatever it's going to be called, yeah. Um, I think that would work as its own separate thing and not part of Sunset Boulevard. Absolutely. As its right. own themed yeah. area and just have different attractions and one of them be the rock and roll attraction being rock and roller coaster. And yeah, move Phil our magic over there instead. You could have be nice. you could have um, a huge amphitheater where live country bands perform to satisfy the country people. <laughs> and um Something related to jazz, maybe like a dark ride that takes you through the history of jazz, you know, different things like that. I think that can be a lot of fun, but it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No, (laughs) no, especially now that everything's character based. So, you know, they don't really have a lot of original attractions. And again, Everest was was what the last original attraction that wasn't based on uh, a movie. Is there anything else afterwards after uh, 2006? No, no. Everything was a new fantasy land, which was definitely related to movies, so... Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, if, if, if they're going to be going that route, we're never going to see anything that has this original feel yeah. anymore. Like Rock and Roller Coaster, again, it's like, it's a ride unto itself. It's not... Yeah, that's one of the uh, others. You know, in, if you think about it, the last two really awesome things they added to the parks in Florida were not based on movies. Right. They were their own original right. concepts. Even if you want to go as far as uh, Soren, Soren again based on its own thing, hugely yeah, popular. There you go. Test track, hugely popular, not based on anything. Right. Like what is? I mean, you know, except for Fantasyland, you know, in, in Magic Kingdom and but such. Even what that, really even is that, that? Even that seems different because we're not cashing in on the latest trends with that. Right. We're more cashing in on the classic things that have always been a part of Disney. 
which just seems exactly. a little bit different than cashing in on Ant-Man or whatever. You know what I mean? The latest movie. You got to say, Ant-Man could be a fun ride. It could be. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with basing things on the latest films. In fact, Walt Disney himself would do that. I mean, look at like, right. Swiss Family Treehouse was based on a movie that had just come out. But there needs to be a mixture. There needs to be, you know, a little of this and a little of that. It can't all be based on the latest film. I agree. So, um, so okay, so th that was, I think, it, that was the first thing that opened up in 99. Then you had a few other things that opened up in 99 as well. Um, and it wasn't good, Chris. No. Simone. Yeah. It wasn't no. good. No. Number one, um, the Monster Sound Show was replaced. Oh, God. I know where you're going yeah. with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Sounds Dangerous opened up. Oh. And, uh, or Sounds Dangerous starring Drew Carey, mm -hmm. if you want to give it the whole name. Isn't that weird? Because they had two things open up that was XYZ starring XYZ. Right? Because it's, uh, it's really Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Yeah. That's the name of the attraction. Yeah, but Aerosmith uh, is awesome. And Drew Carey is like... <laughs> To put yeah, well, the I mean, thing the, that, the titling of the, it. <laughs> well, the titling and also what horrified me was the big picture of him on the top of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Walt Disney would be rolling in his grave if he wasn't <laughs> cremated. But, anyway. <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, that was horrendous. And I have to be honest with you. I didn't go in it. I, just the sight of him on the roof made me <laughs> want to have anything to do with it. I would not go in there. I wanted nothing. You couldn't even look at I him. I couldn't even. I felt like he was looking at me. I felt like the evil man was staring me down. Why do you hate Drew Carey? <laughs> I, don't hate, I don't hate Drew Carey. I have no problem with him, but I don't think he deserves to have an attraction in the you know disney world i don't think he's that i mean what does he have to do with i don't know nothing, nothing. no it's true he, you know what he has to do with it he was on whose line is it anyway which is an abc show uh, that's the only thing like that's the only way he relates because him and colin mockery uh when i worked down there were in the parks together like, apparently he's a huge disney world fan so i'm sure that has something to do with it because they go to the parks all the time, apparently. Yeah, I don't have problems with celebrities being part of an attraction if it, if it's done the right way. Ellen's Energy Adventure is done right. Um, Martin Short being a part of the Canada um, move, the new Canada Circle Vision, that's done well. I even right. I even liked it when Martin Short did the making of me. I thought that was well done in the in the old uh, Life and Health Pavilion. Like, Ellen just seems to me like she just fits with the Disney feeling. And, right. and Drew Carey just seems like he needs to be in Las Vegas somewhere. <laughs> He's got that feel oh, to it. just yeah. seems kind of cheesy and, and game show. Like, he, now he's doing The Price is Right. Yeah. I think that's perfect yeah. for him because he's like a cheesy game show host. I don't so if he was in Millionaire, you know, and that type of thing, or if they did like a Who's Line in the, in the uh, comedy warehouse in Pleasure Island... Instead, if they changed it to like a Who's Line thing, his giant face being in front of there wouldn't bother you then, right? Because it would kind of fit. Well, no. I, what I wouldn't mind is him being the, the part of that production, like even calling it his name, Drew Carey right. in mm -hmm. Whose Line Is It Anyway. 
it's right. but putting a big giant billboard of him on a building in a Disney park to me is like blasphemous. So you just don't I mean, like you his know face. What? I agree. So you just don't like his. <laughs> face. It has nothing to do with it, no, if no, they no. did that with any celebrity. <laughs> if they even put I a giant it. billboard of Walt Disney on top of a building, I wouldn't like it. It's just not... what about One Man's Dream? <laughs> did they do that for One Man's Dream? They can't... Oh, isn't his face on the on the yeah, thing his face on the alone um... was on the thing with the uh, Mickey or something? I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it was the exit. It it's was not the, the entrance. Oh, it's the okay. exit. It was more like stylized and artistic the way it was done. It wasn't just like a giant cutout of Walt Disney's head. Right. Now, right. It... No, it's true because like Ellen's Energy Adventure, you don't see Ellen until you get inside. Yeah, right, Same thing exactly. with any of the things you mentioned. I, I see what you're I saying. I think it was just his. The, the way they just tried yeah, to, like, the whole point of it was not that it was an awesome show. It was that Drew Carey is doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Simone, you've, you've seen uh, Sounds Dangerous. So, so why don't you give us your interpretation of it before I do? <laughs> I honestly, like, don't remember too much about it because I just remembered going, like, this, this, this is it. I think we only, like, went, I went once and that was it. And I was never interested in going back ever again. It was just like, okay, this is, it's interesting-ish, mm-hmm. but... It cost them no money to make it. Mm-hmm. It's literally an audio experience. Yeah. Not unlike, you know, what they, what they had in there, the monster sound. It was, had all this production. There was interactivity. Mm-hmm. This was literally, you sit in a theater, the lights go out, and that's it. You're just listening to things in, on headphones, which I do every fucking day oh. when I walk down the fucking street. So it wasn't. It was no longer the the volunteers that came down and reproduced sound effects anymore. No, it was a video. First, for the first, basically, Drew Carey is like some sort of detective or something. And excuse me, guys, if I'm getting the facts wrong, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but he was some sort of like detective or something, and I guess he was like looking for for something, whatever it was. He was looking for, and the lights go out, and you just have to like basically hear. What's going on? And he's going through like a circus because you hear all these animals and he's walking through things. And there's so wait bees. a minute. There wasn't even a movie going on. You were in there was were in the for dark. five for, for not even five minutes for about two and a half minutes of whatever the 15 minute experience is. There, there was some sort of video and then the video cuts out because his camera that's in his glasses cuts out. Oh, so now Lord. you're just experiencing the sounds, which I think you do anyway in uh, like Animal Kingdom at um, Rafiki's Planet Watch. You have like those headphones oh, you put yeah. on and you just the, the, bi- the jungle the sounds. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing, except it's just Drew Carey talking and then like he gets stung by bees and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And um, it's stupid because the headphones are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're like, do you remember back when the Discman first came out? Yeah. Like when Sony first released the Discman? Yeah. Or even, I no, had- no, even back as far as the Walkman. Yeah, I had a Those Walkman. headphones. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The headphones that came with them, just the, they had the little puffy things really? on them. Really? Oh, yeah. Were? How, did they keep, they how do they keep those sanitary? That's disgusting. I, I assume they did not. They probably, uh, that's what I assume. <laughs> well, listen, they did a... They did a, a similar type of a thing for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland. The, right. the original show closed, um, I think, around 2000-ish. And they reopened it as Journey to Gettysburg. And they had you put on headphones during the, um, the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And you, were, and you heard, like, Lincoln having a haircut. 
and <laughs> wow, it was, it was really exciting shit going. <laughs> yeah, on and like you heard the clock ticking in the room where he was sitting, and it, it was really bad. It didn't go over too well. They got rid of it and put it back to it more of what the original show was a few years later. But it was really tacky. Disney went off on this whole binaural tangent in the in that early 2000s time yeah as if it was like a new thing yeah and nobody was ever impressed with it they kind of did the same thing with the alien um encounter in a way because they had like the sound of the alien behind your neck and you could like hear him breathing down your neck and but that was the coolest fucking thing chris well that was (laughs) that that was was, fucking amazing that was years earlier and you didn't have to put headphones on and spoil the illusion yeah. because you didn't expect it to happen. The minute you oh, put, how scary. The minute you put headphones on, you know you're going to hear stuff. Yeah. But yeah. in the alien encounter, you don't. You didn't put headphones on, so when you heard sounds like that right in your ear, it scared the hell out of you because you weren't expecting it to happen. Yeah, and you feel his wit. He had wings and it was flying by oh, you. That and you, the you could, hell out of me the first time. I could have sworn they. I got touched with a wing. That's how fucking real it felt. Oh. Obviously nothing, but... And then when he eats the body and the blood falls on... Oh, oh my God. Seriously? You hear the cr- what a you great hear the fucking... crunching of the body. Yes! God. <laughs> so, Simone has only, unfortunately, seen, uh, seen like, video, which really doesn't help oh, because it's video. Oh. Um, yeah. And it sucks because it was already gone. You, you, she first went there in 2006. Oh, so Stitch was already there for a bit. So I'm wondering if, I, if I experienced it at, at uh, Disneyland Paris. Oh, that's right. France, that's right. You said you might have when you were uh, younger. Yeah, but I don't remember because this was a really long time ago and I, I barely knew anything and like you know we had to like wait I was I was performing there or whatever I was like in this um, uh, like tr- touring all over Europe thing and one of the places oh. that we went to was uh, Disneyland Paris mm. so like we waited like normally we don't wait in lines like or anything like that but there because you know we were there for a limited time we had to wait in lines I think that was one of the attractions that uh that we went to where we didn't have to wait on a ridiculous line, I think. Yeah, sounds dangerous. A huge bust, in my opinion. I don't think it did well with anybody. Sounds, in fact, I think it was at most... Is what they should have called it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was most people's worst attraction until uh, Stitch got opened, and then mm-hmm. that was everybody's worst attraction. But, yeah, this was, uh, this was bad. Mm-hmm. Just really, really bad. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the first thing to open up with mediocre reviews. There was also Disney's Doug Live, which I happen to enjoy a lot because I think the music was really good in it. Mm. Um, but it was only open for two years, and it replaced, um, what do you call it, the uh, ABC. Well, it didn't really replace the, the, the ABC Superstar Television um, because it was open like a couple years later. Oh, that was, like, I think that, Superstar was Television. that was in the same theater. I, I was thinking it was more where the animation courtyard area is but no no it was yeah it's where um it's right where superstar television was superstar okay. superstar television closed and then it was like a dead building right, for two right. years was surprise surprise yeah. yeah yeah um and disney's doug live opened up now doug is such a weird thing to put into a theater because it's not i mean disney bought it yes yeah. But they didn't make it popular, and in fact, when it became when Disney started owning it, the shows went downhill. Yeah, like the popularity quickly. dropped and I, fast, and yeah, I don't understand why 
Disney is always, they have such a vast library of their own shit. Why do they have to constantly try to buy other people's shit and, <laughs> and put it in the parks? I mean, yeah. if they did Mickey Mouse live, it would be ten times more popular than something called yeah. Doug Live. I mean, think about yeah. it. No, absolutely. I mean, I understand, like, with Frozen, they did a sing-along right away because they were they were focusing on that popularity and just, you know, decided, you know, raping everybody of their money. Right. And like, yeah, no, look at this. It's amazing. It's a Frozen sing-along. Yeah. So people go to MGM Studios and, and check that out. Right. But that was popular. Exactly. Doug, Doug was popular when it was on Nickelodeon. And then five years later, you're going to put... It yeah. doesn't have see- wide appeal to a fan, like, a, all age groups. No, not at all. It doesn't. And but the thing is, the show was was actually good. It didn't really matter yeah, if you pro- knew Doug or whatever. It probably it was, was good. an awesome show. But the problem is that they're trying they're trying to use a, a property that isn't going to sell. You know. And I I agree because I think what's going to happen is people are going to walk in. They're going to see Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. They're going to look across the street and see Disney's Doug Live. Which one are they going to pick? Exactly. Because Doug Live, they're like, what the fuck is Doug? Yeah, what is whether it's good or not, they're not going to know because they're going to go to and they're going to say Disney owns Doug. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Simone, uh, you've seen a a little bit of the show, right, on video? Doug, Uh, I heard the music from it. I don't. And did you like the music? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I was actually really surprised at how talented everybody was. I was like, wow, this sounds like a recording, but it was like a live uh, show, and I I was actually really surprised. That's some really, yeah, yeah, it was like a real, uh, what's the word? Like, it was a good quality production, not like some stuff that's just like thrown together or anything like that. It was really good. It kind of sounds like it might have been something like the, what's that Charlie Brown musical? You're a good boy, Charlie Brown, or something like that? Good man. Oh, you're you're a good man, Charlie. Was it something kind of like in that vein where... In a way, except like half the, you know, or it was only like a half an hour. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was was, kind of like that. It was basically Doug um, wanted to go to a Beats concert with Patty Mayonnaise, (laughs) and Roger ended up getting a free ticket and taking her instead, and it was this whole thing, and you know, of course, Doug likes to go into his imagination. I mean, it was a nor- it was like watching a Doug episode. Right. But the music right. itself was written well, and I kind of want to know who did it. I'm gonna look that up later on because it was a very well written musical. Which it, it's actually possible that Jim Jenkins, the creator of Doug, he might have actually done the music for it because he did the music for JoJo's Circus later uh, on. Mm. Um, and JoJo's Circus, being it's a stupid show. It's for you know it's for little kids. Yeah. But the music was phenomenal. So good. The music yeah. is really yeah. good. Yeah. I have a CD so, from it. Believe yeah, it or not. It. I've never even watched the show, but I like the CD. No. The music's so good. It's good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So again, a, another mediocre thing that came out in '99, and I feel like this is is really prevalent coming up later as well because. You know, I don't even know. Did, I don't think anything really opened again until 2001. Mm. Because I'm looking here, I see nothing happening in 2000. Yeah. So in 2001, we had the uh, 100 Years of Magic. So I guess yeah. they were so busy with the Millennium Celebration in the Epcot in 2000. They were just like, yeah, let's a, forget about MGM. Yeah, it was a dry <laughs> period. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in 2001, we had a few things open. Um, before we talk about the big thing, <laughs> One Man's Dream opened up in 2001. Now, Yay. there's, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's it's in the right spot. Um, right park. It's, it's right location. Chris, why don't you talk about it for a bit? I've, I've been okay. talking too much. I've never been there in person, but I've watched a zillion tons amount of video on YouTube about it. Because the last time I went to the studios was um, January 2000. So I have not been back since. So I have seen tons of video. I loved the way they had the whole lobby with the giant cutouts of Walt in front of the TV camera and all that. They had the Walt's office. Um, I wish I could could have seen it. Uh, we'll yeah. get into that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, you know, that is something that needs to be in Walt Disney World. I mean, it's such... Mm-hmm. It might not appeal to everyone. They, they may... Let me put it this way. People might not realize that it would appeal to everyone, but once you walk in and you see all the exhibits and the history, and I think it, anybody who wasn't touched by it, um, even if you're just a casual Disney fan or even not really at all a Disney fan, um, but you were when you were a kid or anybody that has any inkling of a connection to Disney at all would be emotionally moved by that exhibit and the movie at the end especially Simone cries at that movie every time Yeah, I've seen the movie on YouTube I've never seen it in person um, but yeah it's a tearjerker for sure and especially if you're a, a hardcore Disney fan it's like at the end you're like you can't even contain yourself. But <laughs> I mean, I cried yesterday when I watched Dateline Disneyland, and I've seen it a zillion times. But when Walt Disney gives his dedication speech, I was just like hysterical. But uh, <laughs> so you can imagine how I am with that movie. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I suppose we could mention that it's it's on the chopping block, or I. I don't know. Is it definitely closing? Has it closed already? I don't know. But my hope, yeah, yeah, you know, no, my good. my only hope and dream is that maybe somehow they'll move it somewhere else and keep it in a different, you know, like maybe move it to the Magic Kingdom and put it in the town. What is, what's that big building? The town. Oh, the ex- oh, exposition. The exposition oh, hall, which oh, is yeah. kind of where the Walt Disney Story was in Disneyland, kind of the same spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it makes sense because Mickey's there. Yeah. So it's actually nice because you can go see Mickey first and yeah. then go into the museum. Yep. I mean, and it's not, it, I don't know if work. it's still there, but I mean, they used to show the Walt Disney story there. So I know there at least used um, to be a theater in there. No, they, they, they changed it. First, it was like the VMK building for a yeah. while. There's was was like a, an online video game. So it turned into that, and now that's not there. So now it's an art store, which I think that... that makes more sense to what it was at least well they could always if if there was a theater there before they could always fit a theater in there again and and refurb it into a theater i mean that's the only other place i think that it it could work like it would be the right spot for it is right on main street at the entrance or near the animation building in mgm which is no longer there so Um, yeah. I mean, my only hope is that that's the plan. 
We'll see. I just have this feeling they're planning on moving it to the Magic Kingdom. I mean, there's no that's there's no rumor. There's nobody saying that. It's just this feeling that I have that they can't possibly right. be get it, getting rid of that. There's just no way. They're, it's odd. It is an odd thing to close, especially yeah. since other things are open in, in uh, MGM still that could have closed you know, instead. It's just odd that they're saying it's on the chopping block. But again, it... It could still be a rumor. It could. Well, I don't know, because if they're getting rid of the, the animation show or whatever, the exhibit, and they got rid of the um, the tram tour, I think they have yeah. something that they're planning for that section of the park. And I think that's why they're getting rid of those things, is because they're yeah. going to start building something new in that area. That's just what I'm thinking. Well, they they have you know talked a lot about a Pixar expansion in that particular yeah, area, and that's and probably Pixar that, could, that that real estate is needed for whatever they're yeah. planning there, and that's why they're getting rid of those things. So, yeah, Simone, one man's dream. One Simone. man's dream. What about one man's dream? I love one man's dream. <laughs> I haven't heard your thoughts. Oh on it yet, yeah, so yeah, no, but because I wanted to make sure our guest spoke, so like like I'm here all the time. Uh, uh, one man, one man's dream. I I love one man's dream. I mean, I get emotional like just walking in, and then I see little baby Walt with his little uh, doily outfit or whatever it is. Like, and then um, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It looks like a doily. <laughs> you know the little outfit, you know. The little yes, outfit? I know. Yeah. Um, I guess start getting emotional, and then there's like a freaking Abraham with Abraham Lincoln or whatever that picture of him with. He just loved Lincoln, and that would make me cry. And then just everything about it, the cool little artifacts and everything, all the models of all the parks, and including like the parks that are, um, you know, like uh, the ones that are currently in progress and everything like that. That is just so cool because it's like, you know, this one guy he had a vision, and look at what you know, he has done and what's happening because, you know, like in his legacy and the movie, don't even get me started. <laughs> like I, I, I cry every, I like, I'm like a weepy falling mess after I see it. Yeah. So, and if they get rid of it, I mean, I really hope not. I hope that they're just moving it because it's absolutely blasphemous for them to just completely nix it. And I think it's absolutely disrespectful to Walt. It is. I agree. I, I really like um, the, the One Man's Dream. I'm not, not that I'm not, not a huge fan of the movie, but I, I feel like seeing it every time I go is not a necessity to me. I, I have to go into that museum. I love the museum. I love seeing all the old stuff, no matter how many times I see it. And when you get to the back, it changes all the yeah. time, depending yeah. on, on what happened. Um, I've, 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 I'll see the movie every once in a while, and anytime that obviously Simone or my wife wants to go, well, I'll, I'll obviously go. I'll, but it's just I've seen that story so many times. Even the first time I, I've read it, you know, I've read all the biographies. I know, I know all that. So it's like, it's not the same thing as seeing like let's say uh, Reflections of China more than once because Reflections of China has these great visuals and right, you know. Right. It, a lot of this stuff is stuff I could see at home. Right. So uh, personally, I'm not that again, not that I'm not a fan of the movie, but I just don't need to to see it every time I go. Yeah. Um, whereas the museum portion of it, I'm all into it every time. Um, I could spend a very long time in there, um, especially when it's not super busy, because then you kind of get you don't have to like dodge people or anything like that when you're there. So that's how I feel about it. I don't want it to go. Believe me, I I I, I would love it to stay. In fact. I think it could bridge whatever is going in between Pixar Place and whatever is going on in the main Hollywood Boulevard area. Because um, if, if we, you know, 
Pixar place is all about animation, right? right? right. I mean, it's Pixar animation, but it's animation regardless. So there is a way that they can kind of make it as like a bridge between whatever's going on on the other side, depending on what it is. But, you know, who knows at this point? Well, you made me me just think of something interesting that you said that, that because what if they plan on bringing the animation tour back, but have it be more based on... 3D animation and have hmm. it be a part of the Pixar experience instead. That would be interesting. That would be. And then you'd actually get to see people working. Oh, right. I don't care if it's on computers. It's still working, yeah. you know? So you'd be great. bring back that whole experience of actually seeing animation being created again. Right. That would the only problem cool. is they're not going to move the animators yeah. from Burbank. The problem I is think. none oh, of them are right. in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all want exactly. to live in California, and who could blame? But if, but if they could at least, even a recreation wouldn't bother me. I, I like yeah. learning that stuff was what was so good about MGM Studios in the first place. That's what it was about. You walk in, you learn about film, you learn about right. animation, right. you learn about all the foley work. That's what it was about. And I would be happy to at least, if you're gonna change everything to stupid. You know, um, let's just walk through a bunch of Pixar things. And as much as I'm a big fan of Star Wars and want a Star Wars land, it's still not what MGM Studios was. Yeah, it's not. You know, and I think that's going to be hard for me to get over. Yeah. 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 So, but that was one man's dream. Now, also another thing opened up um, in 2001, and that is uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play it. Now, (laughs) I I was there when they opened this. I was working at Star Tours at the time. That title uh, is horrendous. (laughs) Play it. Could, play it. Couldn't they just call it "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" and just assume yeah. that you're going to be part of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, people it. are not idiots. They know if it's in a theme park, they're going to be somehow involved in it. Thank God. <laughs> Unless you're in Sounds Dangerous, where you just sit there and watch everything yeah. happen. Um. <laughs> Maybe that's why they yeah. had to call it "Play It" because people were confused by Sounds Dangerous, and they needed to be assured that. <laughs> They would actually be participating in this probably experience. Exactly. Yeah. God. Now that was where Superstar so, was, right? That was the same theater that, where Superstar. No, was. Oh. that's actually in the back where um, oh, Toy Story Mania that, is That's now. right. The big, the big um, sound stage is back there. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's actually was used as a soundstage until you know they 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 closed it down and right, that, right. they they finally were like I guess we can open something here now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so they opened up. Yeah, who wants to be a millionaire now? Um, has I, I know I've participated in it. Has anybody else? I was not there when that was around. No. Oh, that's right, you are. Last there. time yeah. I was there was two thousand, so it wasn't there. Oh, okay. Let me see when it closed because. I feel like, I mean, because I know it went in there afterwards, the Toy Story Mania, so was that another one that just kind of sat empty? Uh, oh, it closed 2006, so you could have gone somewhere. Oh, what? Really? It might have closed before Probably. you went. But, yeah. Um, so I guess as the only person who's actually participated, and I know they're not really allowed to show too much video because you weren't allowed to record in there. Uh, so I don't know. Have, have you seen anything on YouTube, Chris? Well, I've seen the actual show with Regis. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure it was similar to that. <laughs> it, it was. The only thing is, in this, you could still win prizes. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a million dollars right, or whatever, right. but um, you win. I think the, the number one prize was a cruise, Ooh, um, which I, I was never able. Yeah. It was great, but the thing is, I could never win it because I was a cast member. So oh, it was nice. like, yeah, if you're a cast member or any family member is a cast oh, member, you cannot. Oh, lame. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
it, you, but you can still participate, and if you get up to the part, you have to give up the main prize. Oh. The, the thing is, you can, you win shirts, pins, and and, and the like. Uh, it's really it was actually a lot of fun because as an audience member, you could you could participate uh, because you can get called up to oh, play. Yeah, it's not, you know, so so you don't have to, no like, matter take what, a test or anything like that. No, yeah, exactly. Oh. It's just like Millionaire. Well, what Millionaire pretends to be. I'm sure they actually have the people selected ahead of time, but whatever. Well, they, you do the fast. They do select them. Like they they take a test like there. Like because I I did um, audience work for Millionaire and they do pick the people. Like but you have to take a test right before. Right. Yeah. So okay, but um, they would just start with the fastest finger, you know, and and you whoever got you know whoever was number one would come down and play. And it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you'd answer the questions. The audience would answer Did along with you. Did they do the whole light thing with the music? Do, 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 do. The music yep, everything and everything? Was exactly, yeah. Yep, everything was That's exactly cool. the same in terms of that. Yeah, and um, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the thing was they had the uh, lifeline. So they had the uh, 50-50 and the ask an audience. Uh, sorry, um, uh, poll the audience. And instead of ask a friend because you're not, you know, you're not calling home, they call, they have ask a complete stranger and they phone to the outside where somebody sitting out there just grabs people <laughs> and asks them, oh my and says, God. hey, you want to participate? And then they so give you a button. Like phone a stranger. <laughs> That's exactly what it was called. Yeah. It was uh, called a complete stranger. Oh, really? And you get a button. <laughs> yeah. And you get a button that says, I was the complete stranger or something like that. <laughs> um, and, they, and they ask you the question. I mean, I don't know. I think that that was funny. So it, let, made every, you know, it made everybody let laugh. Let me ask and, you. you know. um, did they somehow work into the show that it was like a TV show, like that it was a production, a TV production? Or was it just like, we're just playing the game and they didn't try to teach you anything about it being a TV show or anything? In other words, yeah. did it have its original MGM feeling of we're watching? No. No, not, no, not at all. It was. I mean, they 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 definitely talked about it being the like the original show like that's about it though they, they would didn't just say try to make you feel like you were on tv or no no not even the least mm -hmm. they would just say you've all seen the real show here's our version you know my thinking about it, it was that it might have been something like superstar television in a way where you're kind of learning about television and how they make tv but no i guess i was no. wishful thinking there yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and yeah. we've seen it in other attractions yeah, also, yeah. where they where you are part of the production. Even in um, uh, Backlot Tour, that when they changed that over to uh, Pearl Harbor, right? I mean, that was cool too. I mean, it, it was the best part of the Backlot Tour right. <laughs> after a while. But um, and I don't remember what happened. We probably skipped over that. I have no clue. No, when we that talked changed. about that. We kind of covered oh, the whole Pearl thing. Harbor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did because we talked about Simone uh, at Universal yeah. doing that yeah. very similar. Thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Play it. it was fine. It wasn't really anything that was great, but it was a nice distraction. Uh, the only thing was, it was it was kind of hard to get into because it was um, you know it was timed attraction and they only took in a certain amount of people oh. and they were very strict about that type of stuff. So, yeah, yeah it was it was it was not fun to wait on that line. In fact, it was one of the things you had to fast pass for. And I have one more thing that opened up before we get to the other thing. Um, and that's the uh, the Disney Stars and Motor Cars Parade. And that was there for a bit. Mm. Um, I personally, I, the, the parade was fine. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't bad. It was just, again, kind of like everything else, mediocre in my opinion. You know what I do like about it? 
is that, that it fit the theme of Hollywood Boulevard. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. it was like That's it was like a movie premiere and it, that is it paid homage to the original idea of the park. Uh, yeah, and that's that's great. Yeah, that, I mean I, that part of it is great, and I, I did like the way that they come out and they're sitting on the cars and everything. I mean, it was great. It just I feel like there should have been more. It, I don't know what it, it is. It was just a bunch of cars. There were no real floats or anything. It was just, yeah, yeah, it wasn't interesting. Kind of boring. Enough. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I liked it, and I liked seeing all the different characters come out, and you got some Star Wars too, and, and yeah. it was cool, but. It just, it wasn't as, it wasn't like a Magic Kingdom parade. Right. You know, it, it didn't it have the wow, budget. even the Mulan parade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that was, that was that. It wasn't anything, really anything that, that you could really talk about for that long because there's nothing about there's it. There's nothing that, like you, that I hated about it and there was nothing that yeah. like I was in love with it. It's just kind of like, oh, it's cute, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. not hurting anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there was one more thing. The fucking uh, Playhouse Disney Live on stage opened up instead mm. of Big Blue House, Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, so yeah, that he happened. didn't mention and, Bear in the Big Blue House either. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, I saw Bear in the Big Blue House once. I don't, I've never seen the, sh the um, show it's based on. I've seen I, it a couple times on TV, and I did see the show on YouTube, the one at, at the studio. Um, they look really cute. I think it was probably a fun show to see in person. Yeah. And the and, kids, and the original. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you. No, no, go the ahead. The kids probably really loved it. I mean, it was probably really popular with the preschool set, so right. they ate that up, I'm sure. <laughs> it's true. And the, the costume itself was very intricate. Yeah. Like, it was a huge, huge fucking costume yeah. for Bear. So, oh, was, I mean, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the original uh, Playhouse Disney Live on stage was actually fairly interesting. Once uh, it was once it replaced Big Blue House, um, people sitting on the floor and whatever it is, yeah. it was fine. But the Playhouse Disney Live on stage now, Simone. oh my god, it's a great place <laughs> to take a nap in the middle of the day yes. when you really? are tired. I like because there are seats like all the like in the back like benches for the Pretty adults fun. basically yeah. like and then I just yeah. took like a nice nap. I have no idea what happened. All I know is that I opened my eyes and there was like some little little pirate kid on like pirate puppet or something like that on stage. I have no idea what happened. Jake and the Neverland like, pirate. Yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. it was. It was just the, like, the new shows don't have anything like at all. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, before you had, like, Roly Polioli, mm -hmm. and you had the, the little Winnie the Pooh. Mickey Mouse um, Yeah. Well, this is even before oh, that. Oh, yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. That, that came yeah. later. You're right. Yeah, that's that Stanley show. Mm -hmm. But it was it was more interesting. They, they involved the audience. Mm -hmm. This time, I could not understand what was going on, because these shows are now, um, I think we talked about it in an episode, they talk down to the audience. Yeah. So like Dora the Explorer, that type of thing, where you're like, hey, kids, where's the uh, fucking fox? I know, exactly, and it's like, I know what you're saying. Right there. I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. It's where they, like, Dora the Explorer asks a question, like, and then she right. pauses for a minute to wait right. for the answer to her question. Like, And it's always easy. And it's, lame, <laughs> and it's like, if you're an adult watching this, it's completely <laughs> tedious because an adult is not going to sit there and watch this and answer her questions out loud. 
Right. It doesn't make and any sense for anybody watching it except for a three-year-old who's going to answer the TV. And Right. And but even then, it's not teaching them much. It's just, it's hey, very, where's the doll? Yeah. It's over there. It's, yeah. it's not like Sesame Street even. I mean, at least Sesame right. Street was really teaching important things like how to count and your ABCs and what the sounds, what sounds the letters make. I mean... These shows are just so lame, and they're not in the Disney tradition of being something for the whole family to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, right. the stuff I grew up watching, like the Muppet Show and the Mickey Mouse classic cartoons and even the Warner Brothers and all this, I watched it on one level, and then my parents enjoyed it on a whole different level. And exactly. there's nothing like that. Everything talks down to the kids these days. We have the yeah. little purple dragon Barney to thank for that. He started that trend 20 years ago. And now all the wow. children's shows are like that. They have no redeeming value for anybody over the age of five. Nobody can sit there and watch these shows. Uh, um, right. I have Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse is the same way. It is. It's like, all right, stop it. Stop. And it's like <laughs> I I love Mickey and all that all those characters so much and I've tried to sit there and watch it and I just I can't. It's like I don't want to guess what tool you need to use, Mickey. Oh, oh. I really could give two shits what tools you need to find the lost dragon. I I just want to watch you have fun with Donald and goofy and have an adventure yeah. i don't want to learn i don't right. to and, learn and these things <laughs> exactly and the, the kids who they're catering to again i don't really think, think they're, they're learning much they're just being yelled they already at. know these yes things. they don't they're not they're being it. yelled at yeah <laughs> it's bad so that's what they're kind of showing on these things now before oh. you know with those other shows it wasn't like that and no. and now it's just so, so i don't know how I've you relate seen, a show that i've yells never at you. seen the latest incarnation of it i've only watched on youtube like the first couple versions of it and I, like you i thought it was well done and cute and i thought that i would probably enjoy it if i was there but if what you're saying is true and it i'm a liar is, <laughs> then i would i see what you're saying and that's lame yeah. Definitely. So exactly. lame. So yeah. bad. Oh my god. Yeah. So now we come to the centerpiece of oh, uh, the hundred years of magic, and uh, this is my obviously my favorite thing based on last week's episode. Uh, <laughs> the uh, hundred and twenty-two foot tall sorcerer Mickey hat icon that served as the centerpiece of the celebration. I'm reading this if you can't tell. Um, located on Hollywood Boulevard in front of the great movie ride at Disney MGM Studios, literally covering. The actual centerpiece of the park, mm -hmm. which was the Grauman's Chinese fucking theater when you walked in, mm -hmm. and just putting this giant, ugly, blue structure smack dab in the fucking middle of it, so it's the only thing you can fucking see, oh. and you don't even get, a, you can't get any fucking good pictures because you, even if you want to get a picture of just the hat, no, you got Grauman's Chinese theater sticking out from the sides. It looks terrible there. And then when they it looks fucking when they terrible. tried to have firework shows, you couldn't see the fireworks because that stupid exactly. hat was in the way. <laughs> and, exactly, you know. which is why there is no fucking fireworks over yeah. there, except for New Year's. But the so, uh, the thing is with that hat, if they had put it someplace else, 
it, I wouldn't hate it so much. It's not that I hate the idea of a giant Mickey Sorcerer's hat. I mean, it's an iconic um, thing for the Disney organization, the the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Fantasia, Mickey Mouse, 1940, yada, yada. If they had, right. let's say, you know, the big giant flower bed out front of the main gate where they put the Christmas tree every year. If they had put that there instead, the hat in front of the entrance to the park, I probably right. would think that's an appropriate place for it, and I wouldn't mind it. But the fact that they had to put it where they put it is what I really have a problem with. I don't. I, agree. I don't particularly think it was ugly. I just think it wasn't the right location for it, and compared to everything around it, which was all detailed and looked like you know 1930s hollywood it looked cheap next to all this detail stuff to have you know a very stylized basic looking structure um i mean it, but that's kind of what i'm getting at right, too it's, right. when i say it's ugly it was it didn't fit it, it, like you had exactly it looks like this 1930s hollywood and then giant big fucking sorcerer's hat which yes the, the fucking uh, Fantasia was in 1940, I want to say. Um, <laughs> and so it fits in terms of the timeline, but not in terms of no. the area. No. I mean, even if it was on top, on, on top of the Grandma's Chinese Theater, no. I think that would have been better. It wouldn't have been nice, would have been but it would have been better where, where yeah, it was. Yeah. So she could see the theater. Exactly. It's kind of like that stupid wand on the Epcot, like on, oh. uh, over oh. at Epcot. That was awful. Ugh. It was awful. And and they wouldn't take it down. Same thing with the hat. They said it, both of these things. They said it was only temporary. It was only for the 100 years of magic or whatever. Nice. And it never, well, it never came down for like the longest time. Can you imagine so, if the, when they made the castle look like a, like a candy oh, castle? Oh, Can you imagine yeah. if they said the same thing and then never took it down? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> What about the, when they toilet papered the castle oh, for Stitch? That Imagine that was how it was. Angry. <laughs> Whenever I see pictures of that, I get so pissed off. Like, fuck like it's you. just crazy. Fuck you, Iger. <laughs> fuck you. That was Eisner, that wasn't was it? That was Eisner. Yeah, that was Eisner. Fuck with them both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just total disrespect for what Disney is and represents yeah. to do that to the castle. If they yeah. did that to the Sleeping Beauty castle in Disneyland, oh my God. Yeah. I would be... That, <laughs> to me, I'm not a very religious person. In fact, you might say Disney is my religion. So that would be like the equivalent of somebody toilet papering an altar to me. For them to put toilet paper on the castle is like toilet papering an altar to somebody who's like a major religious person. I mean, I... How about toilet papering the Pope? Just, just him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I stunk. I fucking stunk. Jesus Christ. Uh... All right, let's continue. <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't that fucking suck? Um, yeah, no, I agree. And there's this this hat was kind of I I really think it was the beginning of the end. I honestly do. It was. It was because 
because after this hat was was uh, erected, not just for uh, MGM, but the whole the whole Walt Disney World went downhill mm-hmm. from that point for a while. I think the only thing that went up was fucking Animal Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is most people's least favorite park. Right. <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I think that it got better over time. I don't. I, and I think you know, it's. Well, I think it's turned. Out. It's turned the corner now, and things have been improving yeah. in the past few years. But 2005 began a dark period for Walt Disney World. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, did anything I mean, happen between two thousand five? But two thousand one, yeah. Did, just, did much? How, what happened between two thousand one and two thousand five? I don't. I mean, seriously, I don't know much getting getting built over there. I'm looking right now at the Wikipedia or the uh, the Disney Wikia just to, for date wise, and I'm I'm seeing the only thing that looks like it opened was fucking. No, this was even after two thousand five. No, that, there's nothing really. When did the pi- like, when did the Pirates of the Caribbean thing replace the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, well, uh, Toy Story Mania replaced Who Wants to Be a, be a Millionaire. I mean, uh, when did well when did that open? Basically, is what I'm saying. That Pirates uh, of the Caribbean think, experience. Oh, the, the the Legend of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Twenty not until twenty twelve. That oh, was only wow. open for a few years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That replaced the Narnia exhibit, which was in, like, 2006. And wow. it, it, it was weird because, like, the Narnia exhibit kind of just appeared and nobody cared about it. It was – I think it's the only thing I never went okay, into. Okay, so where – put me there. Where is that located in the park exactly if it's not where Toy Story Mania is? It's it's literally right next door to Toy yeah. Story, like, right across from it. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, and it's in a little soundstage-type building. Mm-hmm. It's creepy as fuck because you walk in and you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's got a bad yeah, vibe so, to it. Yeah, so mm. um, maybe it's haunted. Yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> and I'll definitely get into that in a second. So, does, does, does anybody know anything else that opened between then? Because 2005, I know what opened, but I think that's it. I think that the next thing to open was uh, Lights, Motor, Action in oh, 2005. God. The thing is, the thing is. That time period from 2001 to 2005 was like the worst period ever for California, too. I mean, Disneyland in California went way downhill during that time frame. And I think that it was not – and I know that story in detail. And I think that it was just a general company-wide – thing where they just were totally neglecting the parks and attendance went way down because of 9-11 which was in 2001 and I think that had a big impact on the parks too because they weren't bringing in the the money they once were so they weren't investing in the parks anymore during that period and, and the maintenance went down, the customer service went way down I mean the the um, things that were never, never allowed to happen as far as maintenance and, and all these things were being, you know, people were turning a blind eye to it. Um, it was just a really bad period. And this was one of the reasons why Eisner was given the axe is because he basically screwed up the parks by neglecting them. And, and he's very much to blame for that whole era. It was a bad time 
for films yeah. too. I mean, if you look at the movies oh, yeah. coming out during that period, Home <laughs> Home on the Range and oh, yep. all the worst movies Disney ever did were coming out. Yeah. This is just, oh yeah, we had episodes about that. We had well, Atlantis. Yeah. The whole uh, company was in a mess during that time, <laughs> so it's no surprise that nothing was added to the to the park yeah. during that period. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, Streets of America. I don't remember. I, I think we might have talked about it last time, but Street, Streets of America opened. In, you know, instead of New York Street, right. I think maybe in the late '90s, mm-hmm. and they got a, a couple things. You know, we had characters up and down there, but really. And then I you mean, have, it was crazy. You have the Osborne lights, which were amazing. Right. Which I guess didn't they stop? But am I wrong, or are they not doing that anymore? It was last year? Uh, they they're still doing it. Oh. they've been saying for the last few years that it's the last year, and then it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, with this changeover in the parks, there's a possibility that it's going away. I, mm-hmm. I'm starting to really think that it's go, it's going to go. I wonder but. if they could somehow put it somewhere else, and it, like maybe. Put it um, in the new um, downtown Disney. Center. Oh yeah, or, I don't know. Um, Disney Springs Just or whatever. Disney it is. Springs, Springs. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't think of the name of it. Maybe they could somehow put it there, or I don't know. Yeah. It would be nice if know. they could keep it in a different form, but I don't think it would work if they're planning on doing what they're going to do. Yeah, it's true. Unless unless they actually like made. Coruscant or another like Star Wars world and like a city world and you put it up there like that yeah. would be kind of cool yeah. um, but I, I just don't see it happening I don't I know just, if that would work I don't know if people yeah. would buy that I don't no. I don't think I mean have you ever seen the Star Wars Christmas special Star Wars oh. and Christmas yes don't go together <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. if you can get through the first 10 minutes of that without clawing your own fucking eyes out <laughs> i commend I you love, because i love the but what's the thing with harvey corman and he's like in drag and he has a cooking oh, show sh- harvey corman is on a cooking show like the 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 what are the the hairy people called the wookies, the wookies. they're watching him on tv and he's in drag like making space food i don't know that's the it was bad thing ever then you had like them looking at that like sexy girl dancing, and it looks like they're what jacking the hell off. Was they're just like, oh, I, just God. I didn't get that. I'm like, what is this supposed to be? <laughs> so bad. Then somehow they got Harrison Ford to come back to deliver a line or two. Oh. And it was so embarrassing. Oh. It was so. Camel have a line or two. Yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. B. Arthur was in it. B. Arthur. She, she had a, she had a song. She played a bar wench. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. Horror show. Yeah. Horror show. So, uh, so let's do that. Let's remake that. <laughs> that'll be the next... Uh, that'll that'll be your next commentary that you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that we should do that. episode. Christmas. <laughs> so. Well, we all make mistakes. Yes, we that do. That was a big one. Um, pretty big one, yeah. Speaking of making mistakes, uh-huh. Likes Motors action. Oh, my so- God. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, oh, this is brutal uh. because, first of all, they already have a stunt show. It's called the Indiana Jones stunt show. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this one thing that I can commend it for, it does have to do with the original vision of the park. Mm-hmm. It's a stunt show based on movies 
they make it as a movie set. They talk about it. They have a camera moving back and forth. They involve the audience in it. It is what um, what it was originally. The park was originally supposed to be. So I can commend it for that. The only, the other, the only is, other thing that is good about it, and it's only slightly good because it doesn't really make much difference, is that Herbie is in it, and I love Herbie. Not anymore. Nope. Lightning oh. McQueen. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Lightning McQueen now. Oh, and screw it. <laughs> yeah. We it's, noticed that last time. The only we went, redeeming we, quality is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So, I mean, the fact, the, the problem is like the video that they show in the background, they're not actually even recording it. And now nope. with digital technology, they could record it. I yeah, know. They right. don't. And they pretend that they did. So, whenever like a mistake happens, it, it, they you could look record at it in 2005. I mean, they had that technology yeah. then. I know. <laughs> I know they did, but they chose not to. So it's like, if there's anything that's different from what you see, you notice it on the screen and you're like, that didn't happen just now. <laughs> so that annoys me a little bit, but at least the heart is kind of there. The problem is they brought this from France. And every first of all, when they said, hey, let's get something from Disneyland Paris, the first thing that should have happened is the person who voiced that opinion should have been fired. Because Disneyland Paris is an abortion of a park. So there's no reason we should have been taking anything from there. Well, at um, least if you did take something, I mean, there are one or two good things that are not only yeah. in Paris. They Anna have, Manor? They, <laughs> yeah, well, they could have taken something good instead of something crap. <laughs> like, let's take something crappy from our crappy park and put it in Florida. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. And, and the thing is, they're wasting so much fucking gas. Yep. We're in a crisis, and they're fucking wasting so much fucking gas. Like, it was going on. Like, they're like, okay, so 2001 was, was September 11th. Hey, I know what we should do in a few years. Let's get something, even though we're paying up the ass for fucking gas. Let's get something that wastes it six times a day. I mean, it's reduced to twice oh, a day now. But, and, all that. Yeah. <laughs> and polluting the air and whatever. And... Oh, of course. Let's rip down fucking Residential Boulevard while we're at it to make room for this yeah. abortion of a fucking yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, and like tear down something that's practically a historical landmark, the Golden Girl House, which is a classic TV show. I mean, it really is if you think about it. It's one of the most successful sitcoms of all time. It's yeah. a television classic, and they just yeah. tear, tear down something like that. It's just like, why don't you just tear down the the castle i mean yes yeah, it's something important it's something that has significance and history behind it and they just tear it down that kind of pisses me off i agree i wouldn't have minded the empty nest house going yeah on. I'm kidding. Oh, I like watching empty <laughs> at least nest. they you know what at least they could have <laughs> kept the golden girl house and moved it somewhere you know it's yeah like they couldn't have done that they they could have easily easily buildings it's been done yeah <laughs> especially since yes. it's only a facade it's not a real building Right. Yeah. So that, I mean, for them to be like, let's put this here and take up a lot of real estate because it's a huge area. And it's not even what you see because the back, there's a whole back area where they have to store the cars. They practice back there. There's, it's just, it's huge. The fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. For something that isn't even really worth taking up that much space. No, and now it only has two performances a day. So it's just like, hello, get the fuck out of here already. Stop. Put those cars somewhere else, and let's open a whole fucking land here. You could in that I just think a little space. I they are space that it's planning on doing that. Hopefully, yes, 
Well, there's, I think there's going to be a definite. I don't think that there's even a hopeful thing. Yeah. It's, even though there's a lot of people in attendance, it's only because there's nothing there's else There's nothing to else do. there. Yeah. yeah, everything is closed now. There's only like three attractions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Simone, what, what do you think about Lights Motors action? It's like, I mean, everything that you said, uh, it's a waste of gas. It sucks. Like, I... I mean, you know, some of the stunts are kind of cool, but I mean, they don't record it. So it's like it reminds me of reality television because nothing is yep, real. Yep. Um, I mean, and then you have the, the, the kid, like the volunteer kid. I feel like there's going to be a child who's going to be scarred for life because they were blatantly <laughs> lied to in front of thousands <laughs> of people mm-hmm. for like in the have, audience. Have you, have you seen that part? The, the, the kid. Uh, I don't remember. They, that. they bring a kid out. Yeah, they bring a kid out to basically, quote unquote, like remote control a car and they're moving it back and they're moving it forth and this and that. And the kid thinks he's controlling this whole car, this giant car with a remote control. And then, of course, you find out it's just the driver and the kid's usually pretty upset. So aren't those cars, (laughs) maybe not that one, but the other cars, they're all there's no people in them. They're all remote operated. They're all. No, they're all they're all driving. They're, all driving. they're, they're, they're stunt, like they're real stunt, drivers. stunt drivers because, but they make yeah. the kid believe that they're remote control cars, but it's not true because they're all cars. There's always yeah. a guy inside. So you're like lying to this child and say, "Hey, you're we're giving you this responsibility of driving this car, but you're not really driving the car. We're gonna make you feel like an I don't idiot see later." What the point of that is what? Why There's absolutely no point. You're lying to a child. I don't even find that to be funny. No, it's not. No. It's not funny at all. It always upsets me. <laughs> Though the last time we saw it, like the kid seemed uh, well, like you, you, oh, you know. But like uh, last time we saw it, the kid was actually really excited. They're like, "Yay, I got a button" or something like that. Mm. Yeah. What if like what if like they got uh, somebody that was uh, you know mentally challenged, um, retarded, and they had them do it? I mean, they'd be really disappointed they yeah. would be that's messed up it's not right i don't think it's right at all like i'm like, not they'd be really it. hurt like yeah. emotionally if they did that oh. they'd be so excited they're operating the car and then they'd find out it was- well maybe maybe their parents should have thought this abort abort i'm sorry that was horrible <laughs> i apologize oh that my was god wrong. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. This is the first time I was able to use that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I agree though. No, it's 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 mean, but I I find it kind of funny because whatever. But it it is pointless though, and that's the whole the whole thing is that it it doesn't like it's not like it's it's showing a new technology or anything like that. It's just showing. Oh yeah, we still had a driver in the car even though you couldn't see it. I mean, okay. That's fucking wonderful. What did you just teach the audience? Nothing. Nope. What if they, Nothing. What if they like tried to? I don't know. I'm trying to think. What? What? How could you improve a show like that? What could make it better? What if they like close it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like it if they did it with like old fashioned like cars and like had the Keystone Cops running around and made it like old <laughs> Hollywood and made it look like they were filming a silent movie from the days of I don't know. Because sure. that just seems like it would fit the theme of the studio. I don't know. I just I want everything to be that theme. <laughs> yeah. No. And I get it. I mean, it's it, it would it would work, but it's, play it's like not play like slapsticking music and have them fall on banana peels and stuff. See, I would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. Have a, have I mean, a, that's a good... high fight at the end. And... 
<laughs> and, and, and that was, what, 2005? That was the, all the studios got, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. when, I mean, I don't remember when they did the, uh, the other parade, the Pixar bash, oh, that terrible parade. Yeah. Pixar play parade, Pixar play yeah. parade. There was, and, there was like two parades back to back that kind of just was, were horrible. That, that was one of them. They, it was the Pixar play and there was like a bash, something... Something like oh, that, like some sort of party dance thing or something like that. Wasn't there like some dancing and yeah, they, they like, would basically have three like, stops, like uh, club music, I, like, something like that. Yeah, no, it'd be more like Disney, you know, like Disney uh, Channel music, and then the people would dance to it. Like you'd have like Hannah Montana or yeah, some shit something. playing. Yeah, yeah, and it would it would have like Pop, three different Poppy stops. Stuff. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. Fucking bad. It's there it was the oh here it is the Pixar block party bash was one. And they have the High School Musical stuff going on there too at one point. Yeah, yeah. that happened eventually as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, holy shit! This okay. So there was the block party bash. Mm-hmm. So that this is the one with fucking. Um, oh this this actually was introduced in in two thousand five with the. The uh, happiest as the happiest homecoming on earth. So this came out the same time as fucking um, Lights Motor Action ah. came out, yeah. and yeah, they had a bunch of different show stops. So they'd stop the the parade floats, mm-hmm. and then everyone would dance and play along. And there was just it was stupid. Like it, it's ridiculous. I'm looking at this. It had it like, like a part want where people to come out in the street and dance with you, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm like some of the uh, songs. No, I don't want to dance in front of all these strange people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't like Here are some of the songs they played. So they played Celebration, you know, Cool in the Gang. Uh, they played Dancing in the Street, Jumpin' Jack Flash, Shout, uh, Gonna Make You Sweat, a.k.a. Everybody Dance Now. I'm sure you all know that song. It sounds like uh, this is the same parade that they had at Disneyland. <laughs> like, they had um, one segment was like swing music and then they had a segment that was conga line music like latin music is that the same right. as I don't the parade think so no I don't yeah think i think it's, it's a little a little different, a little different than that. Yeah. but it's, i think it's, it's the same concept though because you know it had stops all the pl- the the floats were like different things so one would be like jump and it had them jumping on trampolines and then there was another one that was like mm. uh dance and it was you know they had played like dance music like they had the macarena mm. and ymca and you can't touch this oh, oh god which in 2005 was completely antiquated yeah. so the name of the parade in california was called celebrate a street party uh, uh, it's, a sim- it's a similar yeah. thing you know. it's same same concept but the difference is the one in California was 2009, and they oh, wow. um, the theme of the show is whatever like type of holiday was being recognized that day. They'd like mention it in the in the announcements, and then they'd say, "Is anybody celebrating a anniversary today?" We're celebrating <laughs> you. Oh, that's like when the celebrate you. you. Yeah, the, yeah, that thing. Oh who's yeah, with having a song. who's having a birthday today, and then they'd say who's having a family reunion today. Uh, that's lame, yeah, yeah, at lame, lame. exactly. Yeah, lame. Um, and then and then this parade was replaced with the Pixar Pals Countdown to Fun, which I guess I've never oh, seen. Countdown never ended because we've never had fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're still fucking counting. Still counting, and this right. This was 2011 to 2013. Mm-hmm. So 
I have did we not I guess we didn't go no. between those years. It was it was our poor years. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, and it it just was floats from different Pixar films. So at least they went back to doing floats again. Mm-hmm. But it was less than ten minutes. What? So, so that's yeah, not I'm really reading a parade. That's a no. Cab- what the that's heck a is cavalcade. that? That's what they yeah. call a cavalcade, the- like the rainy cavalcade. day cavalcade. It might as well be yeah. like for rain weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it on touringplans.com, but like it's eight minutes long. So eight? that's not even yeah, ten. it's eight minutes. Huh? Not even ten. God, yeah. I bet you what? people. I bet with so little to do in that park, even back then. I bet you, like, people were like, oh, a parade, let's line up for the parade, and they'd, like, sit there for, like, an hour. Oh, the, imagine. Oh, my God. And then it's eight Ugh. minutes long. I'd be pissed off. I would, too. That's, that's, that's not cool. That is not fucking cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll move on to uh, 2000, I guess, nine, where um, the American Idol <laughs> came in. This, this, the thing is, nothing really happens here at this point, what, except for the, the, the parade changes. The, the American Isle wasn't the first year, like, what year did that come out? Like, 2001, 2002? <laughs> it came out in 2002. They waited <laughs> until 2009 when the show had lost <laughs> all of its luster already. Yep, yep. people hated up. the show in this, yep. at this I point. I mean, I never was into that show. I never liked it. I didn't like it when it was brand new. I just thought it was all over-the-top hype. I didn't like the music that they did. I just had no interest in it whatsoever. And I really hated the way that they they judged the people in the first like few episodes where like they had people that were like mentally like not smart you know and they would like make fun of them and stuff that really bothered me um i just felt that wasn't they was like a freak show and they're like making fun of people and it it just bothered me um so i just kind of had a problem with that show from the beginning but yeah so that they waited until 2009 when the show had like gone from being the number one hit show i could see them opening it in 2003 or four or even maybe five but waiting until 2009 i mean i'm surprised that show is even still on the air i mean isn't this the the last season the last last season season, yep thank god Uh, our national nightmare is ending (laughs) but yeah so yeah i that were i can't believe and didn't like nobody ever get on the actual show that was at Disney World? No, like, they, the, there uh, were a few. There were a few that actually one, did. One person did and got into the top like twelve or whatever. I think there it were is like two. Do. There were like two of them. Or two. I and forgot. How many people cried out a day? I mean, a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Out of that, and out of that, one person made it to the top twelve. I think two of, like, made. Two made it. I can't remember. Yeah. Who, yeah. And then, and then yeah. at the end, from what I heard, is they had to like beg people to come participate in the show. They couldn't get yeah. people. Yes, yes, yes they, they did. did. They did. I, I, okay, so we, I, I would have done it. They, remember, they they were like begging us to to, to attend the show, yeah. but we had um, it was our only day for Fantasmic. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm not, I, we're, we're not going to do it. And I kind of wanted to because I would have fucking killed the competition that day because yeah. we had watched one show and it was so bad. And the other, Everyone was really bad. Well, the other thing is if, like, they wanted you to be a part of it, like, if you were in the running, you had to, like, give up a huge amount of your time for 
Uh, oh, a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you spend the whole day doing that if you end up yeah, getting through. Yeah, and you miss out on all the enjoying the park. Yep. You know? Exactly. All the attractions. Right. You don't get to do anything. <laughs> I mean, what a waste of time. I mean, to go through all that and then you're, you're, the percentage of people... I mean, how many thousands of people went through that, and then, like you said, two, maybe three people made it to the top. I mean, you're the chances of you like succeeding by doing that, and yet they make all these people give up their whole day of vacation Mm -hmm. for this. I mean, it's ridiculous. I that doesn't belong in a theme park. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just not the right the right venue for that type of a thing. Not and all. all the judges were actors. And that was the thing. Yeah. Like, they're not people who should right. end up like, because they were on acting contracts. They weren't actually qualified to judge right, people. Right, right, right. You know, and they're like, oh, this person is whatever. And also the thing is they, they were playing roles. They were pay- playing characters just like the real American Idol. Like, that. Like they choose different people. Because I've auditioned for like American this, Idol. Like, this character is like playing the Simon Exactly, yeah. exactly. This is the Simon, this is the Paula, this is the yeah. uh, Randy. Um, right. So it was like so fake, and you could tell, like, you know, the one person, it's like, oh, you're, they're trying to be mean, like, because they have to be mean, because that's their role, and they're getting paid as actors to do this role. So, I mean, it, it's, it was fake, it was bad, just like the real TV show, and it had no place at Walt Disney World, and it was a big waste of space and time. And so, let me ask you, though, did, like, when they said, like, things, when they commented on the, on the acts, did they have, like, lines that they would recycle? Like, if the character that was playing, like, the Simon part had a problem with one of the, the singers and thought they weren't good, did they have, like, a line that they always used in every show? Was it scripted I think like it was that? improv. It, it was, was improv. improv. No, I think... Oh, well, it was, they were yeah, like improv, improv actors. They were in improv. Oh, well, at least yeah. that. I mean, that would have been really bad if, like, they, they always said the same thing every time. That would have been <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was funny because I found myself wishing that they were meaner to people. Yeah, they felt uh, back like that. the show. Yeah, yeah they, well, yeah. They were like kids when we went to go see it. So, I mean, I don't think that they could be mean to children. I mean, they were... Like, no, I, we, they were teenagers well, when we teenagers, went to see Well, teenagers, I mean, that's still pretty young. Like, I guess, like, you don't want to be guess. mean to, like, teens. I don't know. Yes, you, yes, you uh, do. <laughs> tell them to stop fucking screaming in the middle of the goddamn park oh, and maybe yeah, we'll that's talk. that's true. But, you know, I, like, I just... <laughs> like, because they're a little too nice. But the thing is, not even... Not everybody will get through to the next round because you should be able to, like... like sing you know that's the thing like so these people some people might go to audition and they're like oh my god let's go to walt disney world so then i can get my chance to be on american idol and then they do it and then it turns out that they suck and they don't get to sing on that stage and they're like well why even advertise this experience if not even everybody can be part of it and live out their dreams of becoming an american idol right because it's just a big letdown and it just takes away from the whole experience of Disney is supposed to be a happy place, and it just would ruin that person's experience to go. Of course, through. of yeah. course, and it's like you know, you go on the rest of your day at the park, knowing that you can't sing. That is yeah. not the place where your dreams will get crushed. It's the place where yeah. dreams come true. Exactly, it's not reality <laughs> land. It's Disneyland. Yep, so exactly. It's not. There's a lot. There was a lot of. Um, stage shows but they were like I'm, I'm thinking of like they had most sweat and shears i don't know when they started 
Like, it used to be these, like, plumbers or whatever, or <laughs> construction workers or something, and they used to travel around, and they would play, like, um, I want to be like you on the back of their van. They stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And now it's just Mulch, Sweat, and Shears comes out and plays on the streets of America. And I don't remember when that started, but that and the High School Musical high school pep school. rally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, and then right. they turned it to the High School Musical 3 senior year pep rally. Oh, um, yeah, it's just a lot of that stuff was just bogged. I, I do like Mulch, Sweat, and Shears. I think that they're actually really talented. Um, they don't get enough love. <laughs> <laughs> from the people on the streets, but um, it's fun. If you go there, we actually did this during uh, the WDW Today reunion. We went there and like rocked out, like as if we were going to see the actual bands that they were playing the music of. Um, and they were so appreciative about yeah. like. So what? What genre? So what genre are they performing in? Is it? Is it like? It's classic rock. Classic it's like seventies uh, okay. and eighties classic rock. Okay. I would say, right? Yeah. Okay. You got yeah. some Van so Halen cool. and some of them. Why Halen, aren't they yeah. playing that like in the courtyard of the rock and roller coaster? Why do they put them way back in the streets of America, America where nobody's it's, gonna see them? It it I, makes sense. Yeah. I mean I guess because there's nothing on Streets of America. Yeah. I mean you got the honey I shrunk True. the kids play thing, which I don't even know if we talked about that because I have no fucking clue when it <laughs> opens. Is, it, <laughs> is that still even there? Yes. That it's was still there, there on op- open. That was there on opening day. Oh, it was. So that we was did talk there, about that. That okay. was there the, the first time I went in 89. So I guess it's the only thing that's still there. Thank <laughs> oh God. Except for a great, great movie ride, of course. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that being a horror show. It's like yeah. the kids could so easily like get lost. I don't know how they keep that open. It's, I have no clue. Like, ugh. If I was a parent, it, I wouldn't let my kid go in there dirty. We've got like people touching every oh it's gross also how and about I'm not, a, I'm not a germaphobe either i just that to yeah. me just seems gross i don't know yeah. <laughs> but, uh... i mean they could, they could easily fucking retheme the fucking uh, uh, place honey i struck the kids no one knows that anymore no. i think that's a toy story and have <laughs> giant giant toys instead yeah yeah I mean, yeah, yeah exactly I mean, it, obviously, Bugs Life would have been the Bugs easiest Life. because it, yeah. it's a backyard. Yeah. It kind of looks like... But, like, yeah, I mean, to, at this point, it's in Pixar Place, so you could either do Bugs Life or, or retheme yeah. it completely to Toy Story. I mean, it, it's very simple. Yeah. And I always hate it <laughs> so, that, like, the ground that you walk on is, like, squishy. Uh, I just it's always felt that was weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes away from, like, the fantasy of like you being shrunken down yeah. to the size of an ant right. you're walking on like quirky floor i don't know squishy floor it doesn't fit squishy floor. Well, it just seems like you're walking on fake floor uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not real it takes it's just automatically puts you in the mindset that this is fake right you know? right right yeah um so i have Something that opened up, I, I, not that I skipped over it, but I, I went a little too far with American Idol because um, mm. Toy Story Midway Mania opened up in 2008. I thought it was 2009, but uh, I was wrong. So, <laughs> 2008. Now, Toy Story Midway Mania is like the thing to go to at this park. Everyone wants to go. It's awesome, this and that, whatever. I think it's okay. I don't think it's amazing. I like it, and I definitely want to check it out uh-huh. every time I go. Yeah. But... It's, well, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's like, interactive. Wait, wait. Yeah, I mean, it's. Something... I can, They actually have the same game on the Wii. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
the po- it's kind of pointless in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, except for the fact that it moves, uh-huh. which is the only difference. So, but I, I mean, I like it. I, I have fun, but I don't think it's as great as everyone says it is. Uh-huh. It's like just a shooting. It's gallery, not worth so. like three hours in line. Yeah. Of, like putting no. the well, line the thing is, not. in California, it's not that long of a wait because at the DCA, there's more attractions. The right. only reason that the line is so long at the studio is because there's nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and at this point, things like Sounds Dangerous is already closed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Doug was way long gone. Mm-hmm. That theater sat empty for a while before American Idol jumped in there. Right. Like a long while. Like Doug closed in 2001 mm-hmm. when I was uh, there. Mm-hmm. Like it opened, and so therefore, from 2001 to 2009, there was nothing in that theater except for Star Wars weekends. They'd have a, a special, special event there, and corporate yeah. events maybe once in a while. They'd have things after hours or whatever, but nothing for the regular people during right. the regular time of the year. Exactly. So I mean, there's not a lot to say about Toy Story Midway Mania because it's, I mean, it's good. And it's also Everyone not an it. original. To that park, it it opened in right in California. California first. Yeah, so it was yeah. like a really cheap thing to stick in, especially because there's not a lot. It's all screens. Yeah, there's not right. a lot of you know um, three dimensional objects. There are a few, but not like Pirates of the Caribbean or or even a traditional dark ride like you know like Peter Pan. There's most everything is just screens, so it's cheap. It's easy to install. It would have already been done in one other park, so all of the design and and you know and um, work going into creating a new attraction had already been done. It's- now, what I'm seeing here is that they both opened up a month apart from each other, um, and that in Hollywood Studios it opened May 31st, and in uh, California Adventure June 17th. Sit, make, making it open in Hollywood Studios oh, first. Okay. Oh, really? It opened oh, in... I didn't know that. that oh, I didn't. That's what it says on the Disney Wikia, which I believe the Disney Wikia more than Wikipedia because that's... it's like people who actually know about this shit. So I, I, I think it's correct. Um, probably... But still, they opened up around the same time. Like literally at the same time, <laughs> I think. Well, still, so... still what I said holds true because it was created right. for two right. parks. So... It's like a two for one, so they'd only had to spend the development, the bat, you know, the money one time rather than two times. Probably even cheaper that they built them both at the exact same time, right? Because yeah. everything was done exactly. in in twos, like everything was built in twos. Like they yeah. built one screen, they built another one exactly like you know what I mean. So yep, it was exactly. probably a really cheap way to get some more. Um, to get some more numbers into the attractions, and it was kind of like the easy way out, I guess, which is not always a good thing. Not to downplay the ride. I mean, it is cute. It is <laughs> fun. It is what it is, and there's nothing wrong with it, but you really want to see something a little bit more, you know, out of Disney than just, you know, what Universal Studios does, is which basically is what that is, because all Universal right. Studios was doing at least at that point before harry potter was just screens and you know it's like disney is lowering themselves to do that in my opinion 
Yeah, you shouldn't face rides around screens because all you do at home is stare at a screen. When you go yeah. to a park, you want to see three-dimensional real stuff. Yep. Right. If you're going to have screens, you should at least incorporate it into, like, like kind of like Spider-Man does yeah. in Universal. Mm-hmm. So you don't incorporate it with, with more of a ride system. Yeah, so it, it right, disguise right. the fact that it's a screen. It doesn't seem like a screen. Yeah. It seems real, so it's different. Also around this time, Jedi Training Academy started. Um, you know, so I, 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 I like that, but you know, I like it better the way they do it at Disneyland. It's just, it just feels more at home in Tomorrowland to me. I don't know why they have it at the, um, are you familiar with the theater at Disneyland that raises out of the ground? It's like an outdoor bandstand. They call, uh, uh, well, they have a restaurant there called the, um, Tomorrowland Terrace. It's been there since the 60s, and they have a bandstand outside that it looks like a planter, and then it raises out of the ground, and there's a stage under it. Um, and they have the Jedi Training Academy there, right in the middle of Tomorrowland, and that's yeah. fun to have it right there where all, all the action is happening. So right, right. I think it's, and it's outdoors, and isn't the one in the studio like an indoor thing or something? No, it's it's also outdoors. Uh-huh. It's it's right next door to Star Tours. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're right near that Ewok Village. On, I mean, you got all the. Is it there. on a stage? Did they build a stage? Yes. For yes. It? Okay, because that wasn't yeah. there before. It's, yeah, there's a stage that's literally right next to Star Tours, and I mean it's cool. I like the concept of it. Um, it gives kids something to sign up for yeah, and do. I have no problem with um, it. So I'm not opposed to it at no. all. I think it's 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 See, a fine thing. These things are always the type of things that should just be those extra little added touches and not the main attraction. But the way Disney has gone in the past few years is these things have become the the main focus. Mm. These cheap little extra things that used to just be extra icing on the cake have now become like all there is. You know what I mean? Right. And... They advertise them heavily and promote them when, uh, when they're just a little thing. They're not a major attraction or anything. I don't know. It just seems like yeah. times have changed. I don't know. <laughs> like frozen everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in know. a second because that's part of this. Um, but I guess the next thing and really the last thing to be built at this fucking place is the Jack Sparrow uh, tutorial yeah, <laughs> training right, thing. Right. The, uh, the Legend of Jack Sparrow. Uh, so yeah, was, before you, know, you did that, before you talk about that, tell me exactly what the whole Narnia thing was about. Because I'm not even um, familiar I, with what I've I knew. I've heard about it before, but I don't know anything about it, what it was or what it did. Unfortunately, that's the only thing in all of Walt Disney World since I've been alive that I've not walked into when it was open. Really? I, I, I don't know what, I mean, I know kind of what it is. It's like a behind the scenes. I think they just had show I think, pieces. yeah, it was like almost like uh, a museum or something like that. They, they had, had shows, stuff, like, yeah. costumes. Something. Yeah. Okay. They, they might have even had like a little preview of the film. I don't know. Um, it was just like a little preview house. And you walked in and you're like, oh, look, this was in Narnia. That's great. Phenomenal. And you walk I, out. It's I very small. that. that. That film series. No, I I like the books too, and I I love the books. The I watched the cartoon version when I was a kid. I loved that, but I just never got into the movies. The recent. 
Right, right. Yeah. And so when it closed, well, first the first one closed. Then the second one opened. The second Narnia thing opened. Because <laughs> you had that. The first one did so well. Um, and that was just as bad, I assume. I, again, didn't walk into it mm. ever. Uh, and then that closed. And when I heard there was a Pirates of the Caribbean attraction opening, I was like, that sounds great. Yeah, it does Let's sound great. Let's check it out. But... Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> now, when, when I saw... When I saw what theater it was going into, I was like, isn't that place small? I don't know. There's not enough room because ne right next door to it is One Man's Dream. Mm. You know, it's like in between One Man's Dream and, and uh, Toy Story Mania. So there's not really any, anywhere for it to go. Mm. But, I, you know, let's go with it. We'll see. So we finally got there. We went into it. And um, let's have Simone explain the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow oh. because I think she does it justice. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're there and... We ended up waiting, and apparently, like, it's, like, slow loading, and you're like, why is it so slow loading? It turns out it's basically a show, and they let everybody in all at the same time. Mm. So you walk into a room, and you're like, oh, you know, it's really cool. Like, you see, um, like, treasure chests, and it's dark, mm. and it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is going to be great. And then... You see Jack Sparrow comes out, and it's like, okay, huh. it's not he doesn't, like, it's just like a projection of Johnny Depp, which, by the way, is was really cool, the projection itself. Yeah. Super huh. high-tech. Awesome. Yeah, I want to jump okay. in there, too, because um, I, I had a different feeling than you when I walked in. I had a feeling of cheapness when I walked in. It, I thought it was very cheap-looking. It kind of was making me nervous. I don't know what it was about it, but it was making me <laughs> nervous. Well, I got um, excited. I, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I just, there's something was bothering me. I didn't know what it was. Um, it felt very Six Flagsy. How about that? That's what ah, I was like. Oh, this yeah. um, so the projection, though, was fucking amazing. Like, it looked like Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow, mm. was right in front of you talking to you on the, sh on the, uh, the Black Pearl. I'm assuming it was wow. the Black Pearl. Um, and it was really, it, that was pretty much the only cool thing. So I'll bring it back to some. Okay, so then, like, stuff sounds happen around you and you don't know where they're coming from and basically nothing happens you're like why are you there the the, the theater or whatever the room doesn't move or anything so, literally you're just watching this pro awesome projection of Johnny say? Depp talk did he say anything interesting or um, so it's you're it, you're trying to get inducted into being a pirate. Mm -hmm. So they give you a couple of tasks to do, and this is where we bring that uh, Playhouse Disney uh, concept oh. back in again, where where they say, okay, everybody, stomp your feet three oh, times God. and let, and let the spirits fly away, God. scare them away, and then you stomp your feet three times, and they're like, the spirits are now run away. Uh, Next. Yeah, it was like little weird tasks. I hate audience that participation. So creepy. Like that. It it was so creepy. Like if it's one thing in a series, in like an entire show, that's fine with me. But that was the show, and I was like, okay, something awesome is gonna happen. Like I'm like, okay, it's it's just building to it. This is just the pre-show. Mm -hmm. But but when it was over, I was like, wait, where's the theater? <laughs> and that yeah, was it. You you uh, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. There was and no we waited, additional, like, uh, no additional rooms that you, it was all in one room, and then you left the room. How long did yeah, it last? Uh, ten minutes. It wasn't very long. How long did you wait? Like half an hour. So <laughs> for a ten-minute show where a projection told you to stomp your feet and you heard sound effects. Basically. Yeah. And no, it wasn't. But it wasn't even Johnny Depp. It, Johnny Depp came out for two seconds. Oh. He said, "Ah, so, so you want to be a pirate?" The whole thing. 
He came no, out for two seconds, was... and then some actor no, came was... out and did the rest. Nope, not not even an actor. It was just an, an ancillary voice. What? It was just so you didn't voice. even see somebody telling you to do the stuff. No. It was just a voice, no. a recording. Yes. Yep. Yes. It was creepy. Uh-huh. It was weird. It was uncomfortable watching. Like it was what? just bad. What and people, then, like, what was the expression on people's faces when they walked out? I think most people hated it, except for the one kid who actually gets to do something because he, he, he like they give him like a key and he has a task in the middle of it where he's like the captain or whatever it is, and he has to turn like the key or do something like that, and then all of a sudden like some a chest opens or something. That's it. So he, he was excited because he got to do something. But besides that, I'm pretty sure that everybody looked more than annoyed. Boy, confused. Waste That's of time. Unfortunate. It was, yeah. It was very Six Flags. Because it that's was, such a popular, um, just call putting Pirates of the Caribbean on anything makes it ten times more popular. So everybody yeah. is naturally going to be attracted to this and want to see it. And then when they see it, they're like, what is that all like very disappointing basically yeah yeah that's unfortunate so that was like very very short lasting because yeah it closed the uh the same day that it was announced that the uh the hat was being mm-hmm. taken down mm-hmm. right that's or was it the same day that american something Idol- oh. like that well didn't they before they closed the hat and the closed the hat took down the hat <laughs> didn't what was that museum they had that used to be at the end of the tram tour? Oh, the AFI. Yeah, yeah. Didn't that, didn't, the AFI wasn't that, that the first thing that closed before anything else? Um, I think no, backlot tour. I think was first, and that kind of closed. And then, the, and then right AFI. around the same time, a little bit after. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, AFI was still open for a little bit, and then the backlot tour closed. So those were the first to go. Well, I really, I think American Idol was. Well, the that first AFI to go, was just a I, little room, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was yeah, it was a room with a few. I yeah. was in there. They had that there when I went there. Um, I think that was there from the beginning, actually. But it was called something different. It was when you right. when when the tram tour ended. I think that was where you got off and you went through there at the end or something. You walked through it at the yeah. end of the tour. Yeah, it was it was the very end. You should, there was a couple of like cool things in there. I re- but it wasn't. I remember that, seeing right? there the actual um, dress that Julie Andrews wore in the um, the cartoon scene from Mary Poppins, and, and oh, the, yeah? you know, like the check the striped jacket and straw hat that Dick Van Dyke wore in that same scene. You know, with the cane and the white pants. Yeah. And all that. I remember seeing that there, and then I remember seeing like some sort of a Tim Allen thing there, cause something, some sort of a Tool Time thing there. Yeah, they, they have a shop that's that sells Binford shirts. Yeah, as if anybody remembers yeah, who, it. I, I wouldn't even know what that was unless we were talking about Tool Time. If you said that, I right? Would be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I, I just remember seeing it. It was not that long ago. I don't know if it's still there, but it was there last time we yeah. went. Oh, right? was it? Was so it long... there? I don't remember. I remember it was there at least at least during uh, me and Teresa's engagement trip. I know it was definitely there, like then for sure. Because I'm like, they still have this Binford thing here. Yeah. So it's like I not like relevant at all. Just like like yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids' uh, playset or whatever. 
Yeah, it's no right. longer relevant. It's like nobody knows what that is anymore. Even if you used to know what it was, you forgot what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's been so long. Um, I mean, they right. don't even show the reruns anymore. It's like that old, yeah. so. <laughs> God. <laughs> and we never really talked about, not, not that it's like 100% relevant, but, you know, I guess MGM Studios at some point changed into Hollywood Studios. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. But, uh, again, it's like, so, like, who cares at this point? Because I still call it MGM. When I worked there, what year did I work? I think it was 96. They wanted, they told us not to call it that anymore. It was like right when they, it was right <laughs> when they wanted to change the name to the Disney studio. They said, don't right. call it in front of the get, you call it whatever you want backstage, but you're not allowed to call it that in front of the guests. Yeah. Well, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I'm looking right now at the closing date list. Yeah, August 17th, AFI closed. And then September 28th, the Backlot Tour closed. So you're right. A AFI closed right. first. Um, and, and then so, November 7th, The Legend of Jack So Sparrow. this era that we're talking about now is like the closing down of everything era. Yeah. It kind of started yeah. with the, those two things. So Sounds Dangerous, obviously, was first mm -hmm. to close. Um, then the, then um, the uh, AFI... Backlot tour, mm -hmm. um, and American Idol was all was all around that same right. time, and then the Legend of Jack Sparrow. So all these things right in the same like couple of months right. too, and uh, just close. And the makeup for the loss is when Frozen moved in because there was nothing in the park <laughs> anymore. So the only way to get people to go to the park was to bring Frozen in. But the problem is what they brought in was like okay, so you had the sing along. <laughs> Which I thought was horrendous. We saw the sing-along. characters that you carry around. I don't know yeah. what that was all about. Yeah, the thing was they have like these summer things, and since I never go in the summer, um, I will never experience the, whatever they are. Because they have like special frozen like summer attractions, yeah, frozen basically. frozen fun or, or whatever. Shows. I think they had an ice yeah. skating rink. I think, wasn't oh, that ice it? skating rink inside where they had the Pirates of the Caribbean before? I think it was. Um, maybe. I don't I know, because I, I, I haven't they, I From what I read, because I keep up on most of this stuff, from what I read, they converted that uh, soundstage into an ice skating rink, an indoor ice skating rink, oh. during that okay. Frozen event. Yeah, which sounds actually pretty cool. But... That actually sounds like it's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. like yeah. I, I know how to ice skate, but... I don't know how to ice but skate, then... but I... <laughs> still would want to go in but there and it, see what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, but then why not leave it there? Why close it down? What, what, There's nothing there, like, so leave it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess we can get into this now. I mean, fucking, so all that shit closed, and once, I, we this is already when Mouse Rants had already begun, because it was, I think, the second or third episode when we heard the announcement that the uh, Backlot Tour was closing. Yeah. And we started realizing, once that Backlot Tour closes, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the end. There's no more, you know, that studio is yeah. gone. And I, and I predicted that they were going to change the name to something else again oh. for the third time. You know, and it's going to happen. They've now already announced that they're changing the name. Well, they didn't say what it was going to be. Well, really, if you think about it, yes, you're right. But there was one small little thing still clinging on, even though it was no longer what it originally was still clinging on to that studio past, and then that closed just last week. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, the that was the last one. Sure. Uh, right. All right. Exactly. And that, and as we said, they already have announced, or at least it's been rumored that they announced that uh, One Man's Dream is going to close too, um, which we spoke about earlier. And it's just, it it's just maniacal. I mean, I understand what they're what they're doing here. I know that they're closing basically everything and they're making these like Pixar lands and Star Wars lands and whatever. And at this point, I kind of say they need to because the park without the backlot tour, without the animation and with the revamped now um, fucking great movie ride with fucking, uh, you know, what, what is it? Uh, without a cast member, right? Or do they, or do they still I have the cast member? I watched it online. They do they reduced the script so they don't talk as much and it's a little bit better because it's more about the recorded narrator and they just kind of like add a little bit here and there but they still do have right. they do still talk a little bit but not as much as they used to yeah see back when they were allowed to go off script like back in like not in the late 90s they would go off script and it was great because you felt like they were part of it the actors were actually actors the people who played the fucking right. uh the cowboy and the and, and the gangster right. they were actors so they you were brought into it it's like ridiculous so now you're, you're like all right you watch the great movie ride but whatever. i watched the new film at the end and i liked it but what i didn't like about it is the host at the end comes on and does like a total blatant advertisement for Return. for Turner Classic Movies at the Ugh. end of the film, Ugh. which just totally cheapens it for me. Absolutely, because I love the way it ended originally with the Star Wars fighter. What do you call the Millennium Falcon zooming off and then all the stars appearing? And you move, and you it, move yeah. with it. That whole ending is gone now. At the end of it. He comes on and says, "So be sure to watch all these movies on Turner uh, Classic uh, Movies." Yeah, it's awful. It's fucking bullshit. The film itself is is good, and it's pretty much like it was before, but they updated it with better clips. Uh, and right. It's a lot of the same music, even, but they they ruined it with that ending. They uh, really ruined. It. Oh. Yeah. They like six yeah. flags and, it. And, they six flags. Yeah, that's our new our new. <laughs> yeah, if they just add blatant advertisements and it's Six Flagsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if there's a ride at Six Flags called Skull Mountain, which is like the cheesy, like, hey, we're trying to be Space Mountain, um, but it's horrible. And it's not only is it a horrible ride, but uh, every single, like, literally when you walk in, all over the walls and on the ride vehicles, they are advertising some fucking food called Takis. These, like, chips. What? And like literally, which by the way is very. I've never even heard of that chip. I I don't know. They're kind of like bugles. It looks like, Um, but like it's all over. It's on the ride vehicle. I mean, I look. It's so bad. And also, when you're entering, when your vehicle enters (laughs) into where the ride starts, you're entering into like there's like uh, the whole outside of it says tackies. It's not even like I'm exaggerating. (laughs) On the outside of Skull Mountain, it says tackies. On your way, walking into the queue line is Tackies. I'm not. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's tacky. Yeah, oh, it really it's very it really tacky. Is. I looked at it and I was like, "Well, that's correct." <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's funny because like when you come off of Star Tours, there's there was a small Energizer Bunny poster back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and it kind of tied. They was, they 
tried to theme it so that it fit the theme of the, the yeah. Star Wars. And M and M's yeah. was the sponsor for a while, and they did the same thing with the M and M's character. You know, the the cartoon M and M guys. They kind of had posters with them doing Star Wars stuff, which was cute and it yeah, fit the theme. But it wasn't like in your face at all. It wasn't like buy M and M's. Right. It, it was you know, this was yeah. clearly. Buy our chips yeah. was what it was saying everywhere. Yeah. It was horrendous. So that's kind of like, you know, it's definitely, when you say it cheapens or, it, oh, Turner Movie Club, yeah. get the that fuck out awful. of here. It's just blatant in your face. And they didn't, they didn't and, change and anything about the ride at all. All they did was have the new narration where he basically just says exactly the same thing that they used to say, but he gives a little bit more of a, of a professional reading of the material than the the live people did, and um, right. then they changed the movie at the end. Everything else is exactly the same as it was, which is another right. problem that they have never yeah. updated that attraction once. Yes, and and I feel like there's no they're not going to because the thing is yeah they might have updated this and that and whatever but it now it doesn't fit anymore again with the theme that's going to be going yeah. in. You know, I mean, so, and this is kind of what we're talking about. So all these things have closed, the things that we've talked about in the last two episodes. Um, and it's, it's it, it, there's really nothing there. I can literally count everything, I think, on, on both hands. Because you got Voyage of the Little Mermaid still there. Tower Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Is Beauty and the Beast still there? Um, that shouldn't still be there, but it is. No, it shouldn't, but I think, it's still, but I think, I think it, is. it still is. Did you know that that same exact show was at Disneyland when that opened in Walt Disney World in 92, and it closed at Disneyland in 94? Wow. And it's been, and it's, been, it's been at the studio for, what year is it? It's like over 20 now? years. It's been the same exact <laughs> show. Yes. The only reason to go there back in the, like, like, you know, back in, let's say the early 2000s or whatever, was that band, there was like a band, uh, four for a dollar. There was like an acapella band mm. that would kind of trick you into thinking they were root, uh, rooties. They were, they were like pretending they were roadies and then they just like start singing and it's fun. Yeah. And it was really cool. They were really good at it. That was literally the only reason I would ever go to Beauty and the Beast because I think I, I remember, I, I saw I the think Broadway I remember show. seeing that too. Now that you mentioned it, I think I remember yeah, it was yeah. great. It was it was a really nice little yeah. thing, um, and they always came out at the beginning yeah, of the show. I, it was kind of like their yeah, I remember that now that you mentioned. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they and then they got fired because you know why, why pay for pay, a cast yeah. member? Exactly. Same reason oh. they fired the I mean, Disneyland band in California. The day, the last yeah. day was the day before the 60th anniversary. They've been there oh since. Oh my the, god! They've been there since the day the park opened. What? They couldn't give them the next they day. Couldn't they couldn't let, them, oh. let them play because they had to have the new, what? the new and improved Disneyland band oh. on the 60th. Yeah, My that's God. fucked up. It, it makes more sense to have had to have been like, well, this is here. Here's our send off. This is our 60 years of being yeah. here, and like had a nice little like send off yeah. and yeah. a little party. Had them no, send them out the day before. They, oh. they had like a rededication ceremony that day in front of the you know, yesterday in front of the castle. It would have been nice if the Disneyland band had participated in that and that'd be their send-off. <sighs> nope. Seriously. And the, the new band, the new and quote-unquote improved band, is basically like the All-American College Band. 
where they like where they like right. walk they dance around they like move you know how they like have the big tubas and they they yeah. like go up and down like they're soul dancers you know yeah. they shake the horns around like they're doing hip hop crap I mean it's oh. just it's I mean it's <laughs> I I hate stupid. I hate that I hate when marching bands try to be all like modern and cool I like a traditional yeah. marching band with no frills, just you know, just marching and being a, a, a band because that's awesome on its own to me. I doesn't yeah. you don't need to have like play like you make me want to shout like you know that kind of music as a marching band. Yeah. It's just it's dumb. Right. You I see know what I saying. mean? I mean I kind of like that stuff too in its own separate way. But that's not what Disneyland... It's supposed to be Main Street, USA, the year 1900. It's not supposed to be, you know, the UCLA marching band at a football game. It's a totally different thing. And, you know... And they even already had the college marching band in addition to the Disneyland band. So why did they need to change the... I don't don't know. That really annoys (laughs) me. I'm really upset about that. Yeah. Why don't you just put toilet well, paper on them while you're at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, at this point, I want—I guess I want to talk about, like, do we think that this park is going to survive now? Clearly, it's not going to survive as what it was before. I don't think there's any question about that. But do you think that as a weirdly unthemed park where it's going to be part Star Wars part Pixar, and part Sunset Boulevard. Is this going to work? I think it's going to have three themes in the future. It's going to have three different ideas going on all at once, which is okay because basically the Magic Kingdom has all different themes going on at once. Right, but what can we? how can we tie it together? The Magic Kingdom is tied together with, this, with like, the timeline, you know, you're walking through the, the, the you know, the different eras. Well, you start I think one, one time. What I think will tie it together is that these are all properties that are based on film. Like, these are all movie properties. These are all, right. like, Star Wars is a movie franchise. Pixar is a movie franchise. I think they're going to incorporate Indiana Jones into it as a movie franchise. And there may be others that we don't know about yet that they're going to bring in. So this will be like the the movie franchise park. And then to kind of tie it all together as the movie franchise park, you have the classic Hollywood Boulevard down the center to kind of put you in a movie mood. So I don't have a problem. I think it, I think it works. I, I, I get that theme. I understand that theme, if that's in fact where they're going, which mm. it kind of seems like they are with that idea. Like Pixar is all based on recent film and like a movie franchise. And um, I think they, they have some other things they might bring in too, which um, I don't know. It's not like, like, like Avatar in, um, in the animal kingdom, things of that, caliber you know properties like that that they might bring in in addition to what we've already heard about um to kind of round things off so i think like down the middle of the park um will be the holly the classic hollywood 
and then on one side you'll have the kind of the Lucas land area and then on the other side you'll have the Pixar land so you kind of have three separate ideas but they're kind of all tied together because they all have to do with with movies you know right I, I just feel like yeah it will be different theme but I mean uh, I know that you don't like hearing about Universal, <laughs> but like after going to uh, Universal for the first time, I was like, wow, you know, if only, you know, MGM was doing what like because there was no construction like, you know, and it lo- it felt like you were in a movie studio. And I was like, wow, wouldn't it be nice if the if Disney's Hollywood Studios would have all of this? So uh-huh. I mean, it, it did. did. It, it did. did. <laughs> but you know, it made because of all the crap that's been going on in the studios. Uh-huh. It made uh, Universal look so much more appealing uh-huh. because of that. But I mean, it's it's gonna be like I do think that it's gonna be three different themes, and it's just gonna be like okay, but it's not gonna have like a real identity. There's no identity. Like, what is it? I don't know what it is. Like, what what is that? It'll be like movie ish. But what 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 will it even be called? Well, that's why I think they need to bring in other properties too, because you can't just have Star Wars, Pixar, Hollywood of the '40s. You need to bring in other other IPs to round it off, so you, so you get that it's about movies. You can't just have three different. Like, they need to have... I mean, I think the Muppets should still have a presence there in some way. That was, yeah. that was my next question. Do you think the Muppets will still live I, on? That, I that vision I, will close. I think that it, it, if it does stay, it's going to be something different. It's not going to be the 3D film. I think 3D films are going. They've, they've, they're no longer as valid for today's audience because... I mean, people have 3D televisions at home now. See, but none of them squirt water at you. And and people <laughs> can see and people see 3D in the theaters all the time. I mean, but they also don't squirt water yeah. at you. Well, true enough. But the <laughs> point I'm making is when those attract when Captain EO opened, when Muppet Vision originally opened, they weren't showing 3D movies in the theater. This was something that you could only see in a in a theme park, and nobody was right. doing it better than Disney. Um, so it had more relevance to audiences back then. It was something fun and different and unique. Whereas for today's audience, it's like, oh, I just saw you know Ant Man in 3D. I could give two shits about Muppet Vision. Let's skip that. We don't have time for that today. You know right. what I mean? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think that it should go the way that they've been... Like, for instance, when they close Star Tours and open Star Tours 2 or Star Tours The Adventures Continue, which makes no sense, by the way, because fucking it's not The Adventures Continue. It takes place before Star mm-hmm. Tours. It's a prequel. So why is it The Adventures fucking continue? But that is a, a great use of 3D technology on a ride mm-hmm. because it's 3D and it's a simulator and it looks great. Yeah. It feels real and I, I really enjoy it. Um, plus the whole randomization as- aspect yeah. of uh, the ride where the, you can you get a different experience each time is really nice. So I feel like, like they can still use 3D, but it's going to have to be in another form yeah. because, well, what, because what, of what I, you're what saying. What I think this, the, 
what I would like to see happen to the Muppets is have them be in something that isn't a film. Have something where they're animatronic and you, you see the real characters on stage. I mean, that, to me, would be more popular and with people to see the real Muppets on stage that look like right. the actual... Not people dressed up as the Muppets, but the yeah. but the actual size of the characters, like they look real, like you're actually watching them, like they look on TV. But they're instead right. of having people control them by you know have actual people moving them, have them move by audio animatronic technology, and you know I think that could be really cool if they did some sort of a show with the Muppets that was like that. Um, Right. And the advances that they've made in the in the technology, you could have those characters move the same way that they would move if you had live actors controlling them. And you would never know right. that they were any different because the movement would be so fluid that you it would look as good as if you had live actors controlling them. Right. Because they've reached the technology is advanced so far. I mean... It, I've seen video of those dwarfs in the in the new mine train and all that and and it looks pretty amazing the things they've achieved. Um, yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So that's our park. <laughs> it's gone, and uh, of course the hat closed in on January 2015. Uh, well, no, sorry, the hat actually got uh, shut down or broke down. I or can't believe how long in, it took them to take it down. In uh. March. Yeah, March is when it, it was supposed to be down completely before I went on my honeymoon. Yeah, I know. It I was know. done the month after. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But it, it was great for a good two weeks until they built a frozen stage oh. right in front of oh. the hat, which I mean, right in front of this, right in front of the theater, yeah. rather, which completely made my fucking musical 100 yeah. percent correct. Yeah. It was as if I predicted the fucking future. Well, you're <laughs> psychic. Yeah, you're psycho. But <laughs> I am psycho. psycho. You're a sidekick. I, well, oh. I I like to think of myself as the main yeah, character. Yeah, the sidekick. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the sidekick has to talk more, oh, yeah, Simone. Um, so, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that's that. Uh, our this park fucking is dull now, and it'll be now. It's funny because now we're planning our trip for September. Uh, by the way, if anybody's down there, come say hi if you see us. Um, we're planning our trip for September, and uh, it's it's we're just like, where do you want to go first, Animal Kingdom or Studios? And the unfortunate thing is, I was like, let's go to the Animal Kingdom first because. Uh-huh. The studios is nothing mm-hmm. in it, and I, I'm planning more on maybe we should get to the studios a little later in the day, mm-hmm. and see fan so we can see Fantasmic, but sleep in that no, day they really, because they really, there's not much to they do. They really need to reduce the the admission if they're not going to have yeah. the same amount of attractions. I think it's really wrong to charge people the same. Definitely to get in. Absolutely, it's not yeah, right. I mean, we have annual passes. We have annual passes, but like. The people who were paying for daily right. pass, I couldn't imagine spending a fucking hundred and some odd dollars to get I into that park. I would be very angry if I didn't know if I, I did, if I didn't yeah. know going in that that was going to be the case. If I got into the park and everything was closed, I would, and I paid a hundred dollars to get in. I would be so yeah. angry. Yeah, not only is everything closed, but it's not like they replaced anything with no. anything. It's just empty it's buildings just, just sitting it's there. It's just like sitting. Yeah. So if. 
I mean, maybe they have to do that in order to whatever they have planned. They but yeah, they reduce the park the or lose during it. that period, and then once you reopen the park with everything, you can raise the price back up again. Exactly. So. But you know <sighs> where they want to keep well, the money. Uh huh. They're not going to do that. They don't no. care. No, they don't. No, no, no way. But I think we're going to end our episode right there at um, our lowest moment because we love to leave people with a sense of sadness and <laughs> anger. R.I.P. everything. Uh... Uh, seriously, R.I.P. everything. If I had a beer in front of me right now, I'd raise my fucking can because that's fucking depressing. Well, you know what? If we didn't, we're not leaving on a sad note because I have a feeling that um, next month at D23... They're going to make some exciting announcements about the future of the studio, and uh, it'll be it'll be something to look forward to. And I think that the there's brighter days ahead, and uh, they wouldn't be closing all these things if they didn't have plans to improve the park. And I think they do. Right. Well. Speaking of D23, I have to really quickly say that at the D23, not too far away from there, um, the, the West Coast premiere of the Dark Side of Disney uh, documentary will be uh, showing. Uh, that's August 16th. Um, and I will put a link to that in my show notes as well, underneath all of Chris's uh, wonderful plugs as well. So everyone can go check that out. And you get $5 off if you pre-order that ticket. Mm. Is that during the... Um the D23. It is ap- afterwards. It's at night, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's the, same, the same, same time period. So people yes. going to D23 can do like an evening outing at the at the film, right? Exactly. Uh, the only people who I suggest not go are clearly Pixie Dusters mm-hmm. because fuck them. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not, Lou would it, probably not go. Lou would yeah. not be. Lou would. Not only would Lou not go, he'd be pissed about it. I remember when Escape from Tomorrow came out, Lou was unhappy. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can't believe they did this. Shut up. It was awesome. I mean, some people hated the movie, but it was really cool watching it. I think from that, like from a like a filmmaker point of view, it's so I, I can't I can't believe that they got away with as much as they did. That was incredible. Like with having all those different angles. Oh, on rides, yeah. angles on rides. Yeah. It was crazy. Camera yes. angles. Oh yeah. my god. So you get, you get Simone talking about film. She goes they crazy. Probably, so. They have probably <laughs> used selfie sticks, so they couldn't get away with it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Chris, uh, I hope we have you back on. I think we have another um, thing planned out where we're gonna do a radio war on a show that doesn't exist anymore. Right, but it's something that deserves a retrospective. It's. Uh, Pretty much yes. a train wreck. So, <laughs> so Simone, you'll like it. I, I heard it. Um, it's it's very bad. So we, I think we'll 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 have a good time with this one when it comes up. Um, but until then, it was fucking amazing to have you on the show again. Thank you. Um, we love talking about the studios with you. This is uh, our part two of this, and I think it went well. Yes, it was a long <laughs> chat, but we covered all everything. With that, do you want to plug anything before we go? Yes. I want to mention the uh, podcast that I'm on. It's pretty much a monthly podcast called um, uh, Mouse Music. And it's at Sideshow Sound Theater. And it's theater with an R-E, like the the British spelling. SideshowSoundTheater.com. We've just released our fifth episode, which is about the music from The Lion King. And then I talk about 
a uh, cartoon which you recently covered, which yes. is The Fuhrer's Face. Mm. And I, yes, and Chris has a way better time talking about well, it. Well, I get into some <laughs> of the history about it because I did a little research and everything. And, um, yeah, so that's a fun show. And we have a really exciting sixth episode, which I can't really give away, but it's going to be pretty amazing. And um, then my website is uh, DisneyChris.com. And it's uh, pretty much all about Disneyland. So if you're a Walt Disney World fan and you want to learn a little bit more about the the West Coast uh, fandom, you can check me out over there. It's mostly music from the original park. And uh, I think it's pretty good. And I don't know. I've got a lot of positive feedback about it. <laughs> I work hard yes, on it. It is fucking great. And then, we will spend hours listening to this shit a day and and forget that you start like what time it is you'll be oh fuck i gotta go to sleep gotta go to work tomorrow i'm telling you it's definitely worth checking out and we're gonna have these uh links in our show notes by the way and then my last thing my last plug is my twitter is disneychris73 and i'm on there every day and i tweet a lot a lot of vintage disney goodness and um that's basically it Oh, and I and That's I just true. want to mention that I'm kind of in the works of doing a T-shirt, and uh, that's probably going to be coming out. I'm trying to raise a little funds for the money that I've put into my website, so the T-shirt's going to probably be available in a month or maybe two months. So look out for that, and I'll be tweeting about it. <laughs> nice. It looks it looks great so yeah. far. I'll definitely be uh, purchasing one okay. of those. Um, but definitely, Chris, we'll have every single link that you just said on the show notes, so people don't have to sit there writing it all down, rewinding it, and remember. Oh shit! What was it called again? <laughs> I promise. Put that link there. Just go to our, go to the website, click on it. It'll take you right to every single one of these. That last uh, mouse music uh, mouse music podcast was really good. Uh, first of all, Lion King discussion was great, but of course, as always, the best part is always when Chris comes in and and talks a little bit of Disney history um, about a, an obscure uh, show. And this time again, Zerfira's face. You loved it when we talked about it. You'll love it even more when he does because he actually will tell you shit about it rather than just go, hey, that guy is racist. <laughs> I tell you why he's racist. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again, Chris. Uh, before I go, I just want to plug our shit now. Again, mouserants at gmail.com if you want to send us any questions, concerns, hate mail. If you're one of the rotoscopers and you want to actually come on our show, <laughs> absolutely. I'm telling you, I'll take any one of you. In fact, I'll even take um, the, the fucking writers for the website. One of them lives here in New York, and she's an actress. Yeah. Um, so since we do a little bit of production, I feel like we should somehow get her into our group of people. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that if it happens. But again, mouserants at gmail.com. Uh, rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, I believe either Rotoscopers fans or the Rotoscopers themselves went onto iTunes uh, recently and gave us one-star reviews because we got two one-star reviews and one two-star review mm. all the same day uh, the other day. And no no actual written review, just a uh, – they just anonymously gave us a, a shitty uh, star review for no reason. So um, to counterattack that um, – Give us the five-star review if you like us. If you don't, then just fucking ignore it, please. Um, or you could just write us a review, because if you are going to give us a bad review, fucking tell us why. Don't be little fucking pussies like the fucking rotoscopers and fucking, we, oh, I'm just going to give you a one-star and uh, run away. Ask the listeners to give rotoscopers a one-star review in reply. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
or that. See, I was trying not to be malicious, wow. but since Chris, I normally wouldn't say anything, but Chris. the the things that they've said on their show just infuriate me, and I think they deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and give them a reason why. Tell them because you're a racist fucking cunts. Or maybe don't write that. I don't want you to get kicked out of no. Apple. Um, yeah. So just write because of your because of their racist remarks or, or their their uh, homophobia. Exactly. Just any of that. That that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Don't be anonymous. Mm-hmm. Don't be anonymous. Tell them why. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they need to hear. I'm sick of fucking people being anonymous, man. Come and tell us. If you got a problem with us, say something. But for the people who like us, like you fucking amazing degenerates out there, please give us a five star review. Counterattack that. Get, get us back to five stars. Right now we're down to four. Sadness. Mm. And it'll be fucking awesome. Uh, anything else? Oh, yeah. Remember, you can find us on Stitcher, Blueberry, and, of course, iTunes. Mouse Rants Podcast. Dot blogspot.com or mouserants.tk is where you can find us. See, I have all these websites I'm just throwing out at you. But again, show notes, show notes, show notes. Mm-hmm. Chris, thank, thank you so you, much Chris. for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. You're awesome. Chris, give us your best goodbye. Thanks for noticing me. <laughs> Take us out, Simone. Laters. Later, fucker. children push your daddies around made the streets so bright and the zones of blight no more fear in the hearts of white see bella hall put on a show from high above watch his boulders roll then he brought main street and the old town hall he named his prices face on every wall With that magic hat, spit and glue, he'll wash the stone, paint the brick, rename the streets and make the clocks all tick. On time, he'll make us run on time. And every town will celebrate someday. Wave its sweatshop flags and grande lattes. Wearing culture on their backs, wearing Raise the rent Some days I wish that I could go back again
Just like they do in Florida Down in Celebration, Florida And when every road is Main Street, USA We'll be safely kept at bay From any disruption or display Of truth, adventure, love and rage Of truth, adventure, love and rage Of truth, adventure, love and rage This is Walter Cronkite here at the Disney Animation Studio. Today we'll have a unique look at how their films are created. Well, sir, you sir there. Yes, sir. Could you give us a little help today? Oh, yes, sir. Well, you're, wait a minute, you're Walter Cronkite. That, and that's the way it is. Hold on, Walter, can you just a moment? <laughs> how you doing? Name's Robin. Nice to be here, but you can call me Chuck. <laughs> Robin, what's your favorite Disney film? Well, to be honest, Walter, I think Fantasia has a certain Fellini-esque kind of quality, but my real favorite is... Peter Pan, boy. I mean, Never Never Land. Oh, little pixie dust and you could fly, you know? Today, you can visit Neverland. Oh, Walter, don't pull my leg. In order to demonstrate the animation process, we're going to turn you into an animated character. Does this mean I'm only going to have three fingers? Tinkerbell. She's so bright. Oh, it's like being in the presence of Barbara Streisand. This Neverland. I mean, these books are huge, and me without my cliff notes. <laughs> this is where animation begins, with a good story, adventure, romance, humor, suspense. Boy, if you get a paper cut here, Walter, you could lose a hand. Of course, since we tell our stories with pictures as well as words, we bring them together here on the storyboard. Looks like a comic strip, Walter. Right, Robin, and this is the title of your story, Back to Neverland. Walter, I was thinking you may be going with Peter Pan, First Blood. You know, coming in with twin Uzis going, Hook, we've got a problem. And have Jack Nicholson play Captain Hook going, Maybe, maybe not, sucker, let's talk. <laughs> no, no, you're being cast as one of the little lost boys. Boy, you look so puny. You're a sympathetic little character, someone we could all feel for. You really think that people could feel for me? Oh, certainly. We'll feel suspense when you're alone aboard the pirate ship. Yeah. We'll feel frightened when you're captured by Captain Hook. Yeah. And we'll all feel sorry when you're thrown to the crocodile. Yeah, me too. I'd... Whoa, what? Walter, Walter, what's this? What about a crocodile? What do you mean? Don't worry, there's a happy ending. This is the sound studio where your voice will be recorded for the film. Scene 19, take one, roll What, like these are my lines? Help, don't eat me. Ouch. I thought you said there was a happy ending, Walter. For who? The crocodile? Fine. Help! No, don't eat me. No, please. I hope you choke on me. Help! Hey, hey, Walter, what happened? Now I'm just a voice. You see, Robin, you provide the voice, and the animator does the rest. He brings you to life on the page. It really amounts to acting on paper. When the
the drawings are viewed in sequence, they seem to come alive. Hey, look! I'm a cartoon! <laughs> hey, Walt, just how far can you go with this? You can do anything that he can draw. Hey, animator, what do you say we have some fun, huh? Hey, all right. Let's go. <laughs> I can be anything. I can be just a tiny person. Or make my eyes really big. Or maybe have legs that are real long. I can even be you, Walter Cronkite. Now hold on there. Can I do this? I'm happy. I'm grumpy. I'm dopey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm a corporate symbol. Hold it. Hold it. Whoa. Are you fellas finished? <gasps> I always wanted to do that. Next, each of your drawings is photocopied onto a sheet of plastic called a cell. And you're ready for color. The colors that feel right for your character are painted on the back of the cell. Careful. Stay in the lines, babe. Don't want to lose anything. And there you are. All right. Now can we go to Neverland? Can we, Uncle Walter? Huh? Huh? Maybe, please? Huh? We're almost there. The layout artists are drawing the sets for you now. These skilled artists create the fantasy world in which you will act. Whoa, nice boat, dude. The background artists help establish the mood of the scene by painting it with appropriate colors. Makes me feel like singing. A pirate's life is a wonderful life, a rover over the sea. Of course, this is a much more appropriate mood for your scene. It gives the proper air of foreboding. For wadding? Hey. This is the part where Captain Hook shows up, right? <laughs> and there's a crocodile, right? Whoa. <laughs> what am I doing here? See you later, Walter. Oh, come now, Robin. <laughs> You're headed the wrong way. Walter, Walter, put me down. Oh, no, put me down, Walter. This is the camera department, where all of these elements of story, character, acting, and mood are photographed for the final film. Walter, here's a little crazy idea of mine. What do you think? Let's lose the part with the crocodile! Walter, please! It all begins to feel pretty convincing by the time it reaches this stage, doesn't it? Walter? What's that, Walter? Music and sound effects complete the feeling of reality. Walter, all that mood stuff really works, Walter. This is... It's really creepy. Well, well, one of Peter Pan's little lost boys. No, wait, Hook. I can explain. I didn't want to bother you, see? There was Walter Cronkite and storyboards and animators. Please, please. I throw myself at your good leg and, and beg for mercy. Where is Peter Pan hiding? I'm drawing a big blank on that, too, man. Listen, you're a drawing, I'm a drawing. Let's lighten up here, man. No, no, you don't want to eat me. Hey, you know, you are very, very rough on your skin here. I think you need something as a conditioner. Whoa! Tinker, tinker, tinker bell, tinker bell. Yeah, Pixie does. Douse me, babe. That's it. Blast that tinker bell. Hey, Tink, come here. What do you say? Hey, 
Time to play that exciting new game show, You Bet Your Hook. That's right. Our contestant is a pirate. He's also a villain. Let's welcome him, please. Captain Hook. Hi, nice to have you on the show. Nice hat. Hey, you know, you're not wearing one. I'm kidding. Here we go. Here's our guest. It's time to play the big $20,000 question. What has four legs of voracious appetite and is right behind you? Uh, time's up. It's a crocodile. Come on down. Oh. <laughs> hey, Tink, slip me some wing. Pow! Robin, I think you've got the general idea. It's time to come back now. Oh, but I just got here. Now, Robin, we don't want to miss the rest of the tour. Oh, yeah. That's right, but I didn't get to meet Peter or Wendy or anybody, Walter. I beat Captain Hook, and I was flying, Walter. Oh, boy, Walter. Come on, Robin. What are you hanging around for? Let's go have some fun. Catch up with the next group, okay? Now, Robin. Hey, wait for me, Peter! And that's the way it is. Keep the jacuzzi hot. I'll be back. Come on, everybody. Here we go!